I got Wally doing some some behind the scenes work, and yeah, no, I'm yes. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to say we got Wally Brown um, building my my motors next year. I'm really excited for that, and I think there's some new avenues that we're gonna go down that I think KTM was a little scared to do, and we're excited to try them. Episode 164, I think. 164, Eric? 164. 164. 164. All right. We are dialed. Episode 164, Tanks Lab Pod. Got a good one. We're doing an interview pod today. We have two guys coming on who I I whooped both their asses this year, the one time I've raced both of them. But aside from that ass whooping, they had a good season. We got Cody Cop, singles champion, Jared Meese, Twins champion coming on the pod, man. It's going to be good. And hooligans champion. So, you know, you could all learn something. And the amateur <laughs> national hooligan champion is my co-host. So, <laughs> and I am also the Sonoya amateur showcase champion. Just for those who missed that, I have a big check to prove it. So, and it didn't cash at the bank. <laughs> um, Damn it, Robbie. I know, what a joke. I want to thank the sponsors that make the show happen, Mission Foods. Appreciate them for being a title sponsor of the podcast, title sponsor of Winter Throwdown, doing so much for the sport of flat track, Moto America, NHRA. I just saw they recently signed a deal with them. Appreciate everything they do for us. Yamaha, Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com, motorcycle, ATV, Side-by-side, snowmobile and power products, Yamaha revs your heart. Indian Motorcycle, since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Really appreciate them supporting our podcast. They are listeners of our show, and they love love the sport of flat track, and they give back quite a bit. So we appreciate them. Moto America, check out their website. website. Son of a bitch, Cody. Cody Cobb. I muted you, damn it. Uh, Cody <laughs> called in early, and I don't know what he's got going on. But Moto America, appreciate them for supporting our podcast and everything they do for us. If you can, go on, subscribe to their Moto America Live Plus package, and also make sure you come to a race, man. Moto, Moto America races are, are so much fun. It's a one big tailgate. We love it. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19-inch, 17-inch tires for flat track, off-road street. Make sure you check them out. And a shout out to Jerry Stinchfield. I got to spend two days with Jerry, Eric. He just stopped by our house and hung out for a little. And man, he is hilarious. Just being around him, he's he's so much fun. Evan and my buddy Ryan, they were nonstop cracking up at Jerry. He's he's the man. And we appreciate him for loving the sport of flat track and giving back to it. So Obviously, you you heard Cody kind of chimed in there, Eric. So should we bring him on? I guess. No, I think we should make him wait. All right. Well, whatever you, Cody, I know you're listening. Whatever you had going on there, <laughs> fix. So put your phone on whatever that was. Don't do that. Put it on your ear. Normally. So for everybody listening, they can't see that. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, Cody Cop's uh, name on the software that we use for the podcast. His name is Tyrone. Um, so can you see that? Oh or- yeah. Yeah. That's what he, he's his, his iPhone. That's the name of his iPhone. He, um, he's, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Easy, easy. Get aggressive, man. All right. 
I'm going to unmute you, Cody, all right? Have it fixed. I'm unmuting your phone. You got to click the unmute. Is Are it you... bad? It was really bad, but now it's good. Yes. Yeah, hello. Hello. What's up? What uh? Were... What was that? Would you have it on speaker? I had it on speaker when I was sitting down at a table here. Yeah. Not the move, bud. Yeah, not the move. So are you in Spokane right now? I'm in Spokane. I should have just went over to Eric's house. We could have recorded this on a good mic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Micah is basically Spokane. It's, uh, what is it, like 500 people? It's, in, it's like unincorporated rural-ass Spokane County in the middle of nowhere. It's, uh, it's a little drive-through town. I don't. Are there any businesses in, in Micah? No, we used to have a post office like a long time ago, and then that went under because there wasn't enough people here. So there's nothing, dude. So is it basically? Do you consider yourself like more uh, like Freeman, or uh, what? What are you? Well, I guess they have one gas station, but that's not in Micah. Yeah, that's Freeman. But nah, oh, Spokane's okay. close enough. It's twelve minutes to the local coffee shop in Spokane. I ha- I have that one dialed, so we're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we got that over <laughs> with. Um, let's let's talk man um it's been a while since we've had you on the pod when when was that last year i think it was yeah end of last year after uh 2022 championship i think i i don't know i definitely wasn't this year all right well let's get right to it the elephant in the room we want to know what happened with ktm bro um we got to ask that first what what was the chain of events that led to kind of the KTM deal uh, sort of dissolving um, as much as you can tell us on a podcast. But yeah, people are asking kind of, did you know, was it anticipated? Uh, we'll get that f- out of the way first and maybe we'll try and get some, some in- insight out of you on what you're kind of doing for next year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have anything to hide with this. Obviously don't have a ride next year. Um, it was out of the blue. I'll tell you that I was, at home in uh, September, this is how it started, and like I guess the beginning of the events, and right after uh, Supercross down in LA, and Max and I were down there with KTM and the whole group, and um, I come back home like that Monday or whatever after Supercross, and I'm out cycling on Tuesday or Wednesday, and I was on the, on my cycle, and Fillmore called me, and he wanted to be the first to tell me that they weren't going to be able to have a ride with Max. Um, and that times were tough right now. And cause Max was originally supposed to be brought back for next year. We were going to be two riders again. Um, and so that kind of threw me off. I ob- obviously felt terrible and I was calling Max right away. And yeah, that's, that's the part of the sport that it makes you realize it's, it's not always around forever, but I mean, that eventually kind of simmered down. And I think Max was starting to figure out a couple things, maybe some leads on next year. And Almost uh, about three weeks went by and I was talking to Fillmore like normal and things were going good. We were moving in the right direction, planning for photo shoots and everything, getting team sponsors ready to go, like my personal three team sponsors. And then just a random day driving home from uh, across the state and got a call and definitely uh, the hardest call I've probably received as a racer yet. And Just straight up, you don't have a ride next year. Uh, don't have many answers at the moment, but that's, that's all we know and kind of thought it was a joke. It was on a Friday the 13th. So kind of almost wondered if it was a joke at first. I mean, after, I mean, obviously at first it wasn't a joke, but it was a, it was a weird feeling. Like obviously you can't do much more. I felt like we had about 
the most successful two years you could ever ask for, obviously. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a hit. So no real answers really. I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't have an answer to why it really went under. Cause I just seen their uh, off-road teams released and they've added more riders to each of those teams. So I don't really have an answer for what exactly happened. Um, I guess they're just, struggling to see the the ROI. I heard that a couple of times, the return on their investment in flat track. And I get that. They don't sell a flat track model to the public. Nobody does. And obviously you sell supermoto models and, and motocross bikes. And that's where the market is. So I think uh, kind of just, yeah, happened. I don't know why. Still thinking about it. It's a little crazy. I uh, I have my days where I'm a little more pissed off than I should be. I should be more thankful for what happened. And I'm obviously super grateful for for the two years but then i have my other days and just another day up here in in washington you know just skiing riding my mountain bike doing whatever just being a kid for a while so you know the 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 narrative was always cody cop's gonna keep riding singles for a little bit but eventually he's gonna you know go to twins um when this all came about was there ever a moment where you thought okay well i might just you know, go to twins now or, um, given the fallout as it, did it just, you know, make you even more committed just to just doing four fifties for the foreseeable future? Yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, I signed a two-year extension at the end of, or middle of last year, um, that committed me to singles. So I had three years of singles in my contract and the fourth year was an option for me to stay at KTM if I wanted to. Um, so technically I had next year and maybe the year after if I chose to. So, I uh I didn't really have intentions to move up yet. I kept I had this goal since I won my first championship. I wanted to do three because nobody's done it yet in the singles class, three in a row, and or just three in general. And um there wasn't really that instant I want to move up. There was definitely I was making calls to twins teams right away. Like that day, I think I called just about everybody in in the paddock, seeing if there's any availability because it happened so late in the off season. Like we're almost just a lot just under two months after the season like was over and you're already here in mid-season of people changing so definitely kind of screwed me on that one um but I don't know I I want to move up eventually yeah for sure it's just it's hard to jump up and be competitive like what Dallas has done right away I, I don't think it's impossible I think I'm capable to do the same thing I feel like and I truly believe but I mean, well, is it true that you're uh, and, and I've heard this from multiple people. I want to ask the source. Is it I mean, is it true that your dad has told you that you're not a true champion until you went on a, a twin? Is that is that urban legend true? I haven't, I haven't heard him tell me that he uh, he obviously wants me to to move up eventually <laughs> as well. But he's never straight up told me that. Maybe he's told some people, but I doubt okay. it. I think he's I think he's all for the singles or or what's working for us right now he's not trying to push it too much obviously he has his days where he's like dude let's just let's let's go ride a twin somewhere let's let's call up this person let's call up that person let's go ride a twin um and and there's been opportunities for sure for next year to to possibly jump up onto a twins team and i just i don't know i just i feel like i have some unfinished business that i want to prove to myself i can do it on my own and um yeah it's gonna be exciting what um Let's talk about the season a little bit uh, before we get into your plans for next year. But yeah, you mentioned it was a pretty good season. Uh, I forget how many wins you said you had, but overall, it it was definitely different than your first championship year. 
I think maybe maybe you had to fight for a little bit more. But what were your thoughts on the uh, overall season and the guys you were racing with and and things like that? Because, um, dude, it was uh, there were some there were some really good guys in that class this year, and I felt like the class was really elevated with uh, with all the quote unquote factory whatever. I mean, maybe I can we can talk about that a little bit too. The the term factory or privateer, but there was a lot of highly funded teams in the singles class this year. And uh, dude, it was, uh, it was dicey. It was a challenge. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I would say the second one was a bigger challenge than the first one. Not saying the first one wasn't hard. Cause that was, that was, that was tough for sure. But the second one was, it was a struggle at some points. Like we started out in Daytona and clean swept that weekend. So that was kind of a little bit of a relief. Cause I had a couple off season races down there in Florida that were, they were a little concerning for me. I, little over half a lap down from Renshaw there at Ocala a couple times. So I'm a little concerned going into the season. And then we started her off with two wins in a row. And it was, a, would say an up and down season would be one way to describe it. We, we had a lot of decent results early on up until Ventura. Um, I don't know what round Ventura was seven or eight, but I know we'd won three of them and been on the podium a couple times and definitely had a good points gap going in Ventura. And then, I felt like, honestly, we had some strong bikes um, compared to 2022, like power-wise. And we go to Sacramento, and I think I was riding a stock bike that day. Um, but I don't know. I It was up and down. We had our we had a roller coaster, got a tent at Sacramento, and had to fight a couple times with Chase. I think especially it was some of the hardest fought wins I had at, at Ventura for one, and then New York, another one where I was – almost four seconds back and had to fight through for that one. And I think it was uh, a lot of adversity for sure. Just like I said, we were a couple times at the miles, not as competitive as a Estenson bike or a Turner bike, but obviously still kind of right there in the mix, just maybe couldn't pull out of the draft, but we, uh, we pulled her together and kind of last year, I felt like 2022 season uh, when I won my first championship, I kind of felt like in people might say it too, as I faded at the end of the year, like I got really conservative with my riding. Um, and then this year that was kind of always in the back of my head. Like I wanted to have the points lead at all times. Like it doesn't pay any extra at the end for the championship bonus. If you let every uh, points going into each round, but like I wanted to have the points lead at all times. And at this year, I think it got down to one point or two with Dalton. Um, and so that kind of lit a little bit of a fire under me. And yeah, I just, I don't know. This year at the end of the season, I, I felt like I came on a little stronger than I did the year prior. And that was something I was really focused on this year was finishing out strong. Like Black Hills was huge for me. Peoria was going to be big. And then we ended up fl- frying that clutch after all those restarts. But Black Hills, I'd say, was was big. And then the three prior to that with uh, Lima, West Virginia and New York short track, those three in a row wins. And I felt like those were big. And then I had another moment in my home state at Castle Rock. Um, I'm honestly pretty glad we're not going back there. I don't vibe well with that track. <laughs> it would be my least favorite. Um, but I just, I don't know. We came on strong at the end and I was really excited for that. And then to come to Springfield with the most competitive mile bike I've ever had and, and be right there in the hunt and kind of let Tom and Chase duke it out the whole time on day one. And luckily it, it worked out that my plan in my head that last lap on, on day one was I knew Tom was going to try and lead it off four. So he was going to have to lead it in a three, obviously. Well, Chase in the middle of one and two decided he was, he had an opening and he went for it. So I'm like, Oh crap. Like 
this plan might not work out. Like I have to be behind Tom coming off turn four. And somehow we went into turn three and I was right behind Tom and rubbed elbows with him down the front straightaway. And I was looking over under my right arm, making sure I had it by half a wheel, quarter wheel, whatever it was. But I mean, that was, that was super awesome that KTM worked as hard as they did in those few weeks off to give us a competitive mile package. Like I, uh, it was rewarding for sure. After all the work we put in all season to, to end the championship run with a, with a win. And then a third on day two was, was huge for me. And going into next year, I was stoked because I, I was hearing rumors of who was helping us with our motors next year and, and what was going on for 2024. And I knew we were going to have a competitive factory bike, but I, uh, I truthfully believe we have something even better next year. So speaking about, um, you know, this year compared, uh, well, 23 compared to 22, um, do you think a lot of, I mean, just, do you think it's as simple as the, the 23 KTM just had it had a lot more issues than the 22 engine? I mean, if you had to pick, would you take a brand new 22, uh, bike versus the 23, or do you think there was just more to it than that? I think it was just uh, every team, I think, in flat track where the budgets are lower, you're going to see it when a new model comes out. Like when I rode a Honda in my first year professional, the development takes a while. Like I was the only one in 2020, whatever, that, 2021 on a Honda, the new frame and chassis and, and, and motor package, all that. And we had our issues. Um, obviously, if, if it's new to the public, it's new to that motor builder you're using. So he has to learn what's going to work and what's not. And that's the R and D part of it that flat track might not have the budget with that. You see like Supercross boys, they can hop on a new, new platform and pretty much excel right away. But I think this year it was kind of the same thing. I mean, we had obviously factory KTM and the same guys that are building Cooper Webb's motors at the time are, are building our motors. And so they know what they're doing, but it definitely, I think was an eye opener just because we were on that new chassis. And I guess so was Estenson to be fair, but Honda had a couple of years on everybody on their, on their program. And we were kind of caught off guard by how fast everybody else was. I know that for sure. Like talking to our motor builder, builder Leighton, um, right after Sacramento, he was, he was shook. He was just as upset as, as Max and I were for sure. And it lit a fire under him and we, and he worked hard, hard, hard for, we were testing on, on days at DeCoin when like the, Thursday prior to Black Hills or something, just trying to have something competitive to to race some miles on. And he was working hard. So I think the R and D side of it, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. I'd pick a 23. It's mm, just you don't have that. Yeah. Um blah blah. Yeah, I want to get to some fun stuff. Well, I just want to know. Um, I think it was Middletown, and there might have been somewhere else this year. Maybe it was Ventura, 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 Ace Ventura. Um where you and Chase kind of were like getting sporty with each other. Um, I know you guys kind of go back rivals to amateur days. Cause I used to help chase out quite a bit. And, and, um, and I know you guys kind of had some, some beef going back to amateurs, but uh, are you guys cool? Are you going to, you know, you're going to th- throw hands or what's, what's the deal with what's the rival rivalry like with chase? It seems like you're, you guys are a little bit heated than, uh, than you are with the other riders. Yeah, I uh, obviously growing up in the Northwest, I didn't get to travel back east much. Um, and then when I finally did start going to amateur nationals, uh, I think I was 11 or 12 on 85s. Chase and Ty Scott were the the two big dogs that were established and they had all these 
amateur titles and and they were fast like they are wicked fast jumping back there is way different than racing up here um so i think it started from the very beginning it's it's been a rivalry for sure and on 85s he kicked my butt 250s first year kicked my butt second year 250s i was a little more competitive i think we split championships two and two or but yeah it it's not really that aggressive of a rivalry i wouldn't say it's just i mean at Ventura, you've seen it, him and I throwing sliders on each other or whatever. And then obviously at New York, a couple moments there of some close racing. But I think it's just you guys are just sissies, man. When your helmets are on and you're all, you the checkered flag comes out, you guys do a bunch of yelling and pointing and things like that. But then when you get on the podium, you guys don't even look at each other. It's like, bro, if you're mad, be mad. Like, <laughs> like that, that I don't probably, know, man. I'd say that's corporate Cody. Corporate Cody is a little more tamed down now so or i guess more rele- released maybe would that be the way to say it but <laughs> yeah this 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 uh this new cody is uh, he's sporty on uh on facebook and he uh, hangs out with me bro and now he can say he's like he can I, like i can rub off on him where he, you know he yeah. can say whatever he wants to say so he's over here popping wheelies on electric bikes and you know I, just doing <laughs> doing what he wants i did tell him i think he's he said something yesterday on somebody's thing i'm like bro relax i'm like don't become any much of shit so um but, nah, that's good. i think it's just we race each other hard obviously he's been really close multiple times to that first win and it's it's coming soon it's i don't have any doubt it'll happen this season um but i just think yeah it's just a, a little rivalry it's good for the sport i think it's they very should, good for the sport yeah it's yes. a little more honestly if i want to be truthful about it i think they should do something about how we race growing up as amateurs and and why there's a rivalry there i don't think they should just always say oh maybe I don't know. They they always have an excuse for it, I feel like, and I think that's something they could use as some fuel for purposes like that. I don't think we well, advertise rivalries very well. It's like yeah. sort of taboo where people they don't they don't like to um they don't like to talk about it or show it most of the time. Um they act like we're all gonna race each other as hard as we can and try to take each other's lunch money and we're we're all gonna be friends. It's like, dude, it's not it's not really how it how it should be. Like, I mean it's cool to have friends. I'm not saying you should go out and hate everybody, but I mean, it's, it's, if there's rivalries, good, man. Like, let them know, like, tell them like, why he pissed you off or vice versa. So, exactly. Like, the whole thing with JD and Jared there at Red Mile two years ago. Yeah. Like, was, yeah. Or, yeah. Two years ago, I think it was. That was like, they used that, like, the heck out of that content. Like, yeah. And there's plenty more of that stuff that goes on that, that should be out there, but I don't know. Just well, that whole it. deal, that whole deal too, it's like, um, they, it made Jared look, look like to be the bad guy because he grabbed him by the helmet, but, realistically like i think that night they were fine like they just had to hash it out like everybody kind of took it and ran with it more than than what it actually was like it you know it's you know it it wasn't it wasn't that bad like sometimes that's better to hash it out so um, well i mean aft is not going to listen they're just going to show more videos of you guys crashing into fucking walls uh than they are going to have any sort of journalistic integrity about uh, rivalries or stories, but I'll get off my soapbox. Well, what's your thoughts on the schedule, man? Are you, are you liking it? I mean, it's less miles, um, less TTs, which you kind of weren't good at either of those. Um, <laughs> just kidding. You won Springfield, but, uh, those were like your tougher tracks, but what are your thoughts on the schedule? Uh, honestly, I, I love it. I think it's going to be good. It's uh, a lot of short tracks, a lot of half miles. Like you said, I, uh, I'm still looking for that first tt win um it's gonna be sometime here soon for sure but looking at the schedule i'm excited i we get to start off with a double header at daytona 
got our sights set on on one thing to do there and and let it roll from there but no it'll it'll be good i'm excited for it my bikes are gonna be dialed in and uh i uh yeah i'm excited got butler back so that'll be good so uh, we kind of touched about you know the twins and 450s earlier i've been wanting to ask this question do you think that 450s are the future of flat track or do you still see a future with twins i think 450s are the future of flat track not just because i race that class but yeah what manufacturer into it but i don't know they want to get their like look at supercross how big that is or or any type of racing like that it's got to be a bike they sell to the public to start it seems like and obviously they sell a yamaha mt07 motor and yeah but they don't sell moto gp bikes and that's a that's a really really obviously a huge series like i don't think you have to i i disagree a little bit i don't think you have to race the bike um that they're selling on the showroom i think like the moto gp people they know like honda uh, marquez was on a honda and you know jack miller was on a ducati so they go out and they buy a ducati they can't buy the the moto gp version of that bike but i think what what makes the the AFT so special is the twins. Like, you know, I, and I, we could argue that the numbers for the twins are it sucks or the rules package sucks or whatever. But I think what makes flat tracks so unique is going to the, going to these racetracks and hearing the bikes and seeing the custom twins. And, um, it's hard. I mean, dude, it's hard to make an argument for them anymore, but it's, uh, yeah. I'm, um, I mean, I'm in between on it. I think four fifties are the only thing keeping our sport kind of halfway afloat right now um i think they're doing great yeah. for it because but i feel like if they just took like a couple maybe it takes two years or whatever but like relight that fire for people to want to come to the races like the young audience because we don't have much of a young audience at any of these races or people that like to watch it and i think that's going to come from how close our 450 racing is like we had some races this year with dallas and and jared that were insanely close like i remember watching Sonoya and they were back and forth the whole time but i think it's going to take like a year or two to like get that kind of growth coming back and that young new audience and then you could refire the the twins or whatever when they have their rules package together or whatever and i think it's just it they need some time to almost rebuild at the moment and kind of get that new young young up and coming audience into it you know, it's funny you say that because when they released the uh, data for viewership and attendance there, um, I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, yes, the, the people that were actually at the, the races was an older demographic, uh, but there was still a, a steady amount of people that were kind of in the 20 to 40 kind of younger range, if you will. So I think it's there. I just I think you know, connecting with that demographic, I think is where, uh, the, you know, they might be missing, but I, yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, kind of buttoning up the package to go after that, that age group and stuff. Yeah, no, that's solid points for sure. We're yeah, missing I, all I the demographics. I think what they're doing on social media is what's helping to bring in that younger crowd. Cause you don't very often see the, the older aged people on facebook or instagram scrolling reels but you see the 10 to 20 year olds doing it all the time all day long so i think that's how they're keeping that interest in it right now shout out to lassen and if you haven't listened sign up for the patreon and you can listen to a a podcast where we talk about uh you know growing your brand and social media and all that stuff with uh kristen who runs aft's uh social media so there you go yeah um 
winter throwdown, bro. You're signed up, ready to go. You, uh, what's the, what's the preparation? Like, is that, is that a race you put a lot of effort in? Do you sort of just wing it? Cause it's, a, it's in like a really weird time of the year. It's, it's literally right in the middle of the off season. Like you're not anywhere close to 2023, like the end of the season, it was September and you're not yeah. really anywhere close to Daytona. So what's the preparation for that race? Like for somebody that, uh, that goes there every year. Um, I like to just go up to the ski mountain and only turn to the left. Um, I feel like it really helps my kind of entry speed sometimes because I'm out of control on the skis, but no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, there ain't much obviously we can do up here in the Pacific Northwest. There's a couple indoors every now and then. And I mean, your bikes, like you're not on the factory team anymore. Like what, oh, what's yeah. your, what's your program? Like, what do you bring in the throwdown? Like what's your, what's your game plan? Uh, I got some, some of dad's old bikes that I think we might make an appearance on. I don't know. He's got a shut up. Rotex. Yeah. I might bring <laughs> Rotex out. I got to rebuild this two fifty from amateur national days and get that one going. But I know yeah. we got, we got some bikes together. We're, uh, they're getting built right now in a nice, nice environment there in North Carolina. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for that. And, yeah, we'll we'll have a strong package right to start the year, and obviously by Daytona, it's going to be a force okay. So everybody knows that listen to this podcast. There's usually a segment that I put on my conspiracy cap, and right now I'm doing it. So you were factory KTM. You're talking about somebody building engines out in North Carolina. Wally Brown lives in North Carolina, connected with KTM, not exactly connected to anybody for the next year. So. Is that the missing link? Is it Wally? I got Wally doing some some behind the scenes work, and yeah, no, I'm, yes. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to say we got Wally Brown um, building my my motors next year. I'm really excited for that, and I think there's some new avenues that we're gonna go down that I think KTM was a little scared to do, and we're excited to try them. Well, thanks for not being a d bag and trying to be secretive about your shit too no, much. Stupid <laughs> and secrets like. I'd post about them if I just had all my sponsors together at the moment. Like I'd let everybody know right now. I'm not waiting until the week before Daytona. I think there's just not enough following right now to make everybody wait around and let it keep dying. You got to keep people excited and start posting these things when you find out you're riding for a new team. Um, I'm fucking excited right now. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. That's, that's cool. I like Wally. Wally's my guy. I've known Wally a long time, man. He's a, he's a good guy. We like Wally. We got to get Wally in the pod at some point. Um, Do a Patreon pod with him. We should do a yeah. Patreon pod with him. That's Wally. a good idea. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll get him made. Um, eh, debatable. Uh, who who knocked you out at uh one v one last year? I really don't know. I'm trying to think, but I can't remember. Shoot, was it Trent? I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. I think it was Trent. I don't honestly remember. I think I'd it was. Have to Trent, go back though. and look at the bracket. To be honest, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Trent. What did you think of the format? I loved it. I thought it was sweet. Dad made it into the format, so that was cool. Um, I don't know. Who, I'm excited. Who is, your, who is your dream? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Who's your dream? Who's your dream 1v1? Like, if you could call out anybody in the paddock to go 1v1, who would it be? And then, as a spectator, who do you want to watch go 1v1? My dream. Well, the one v one in the final, I I, I want to make it to the final. And I want to race Briar in the final. Um, but that obviously <laughs> shouldn't be my my first pick because you have to go 
whatever place you qualify to that matching place. So kind of hoping I get to go against Corey first round. There you well, go. You better make the bracket for that, my man, because uh, you'll find me at the top of that bracket. I'm looking here right now. It was Cody um, and Raggio. It was you and Raggio, which that was. I won't bring that up. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your feelings on that. But uh, Trent was in the second round. Trent. Trent must have beat you. Yeah. Yeah, Trent did beat me. I think. Damn. Or I know he did, and then yeah. Um, Trent, but then spectator side of it, back to that. I would say the one I would want to watch from a spectator's point. Get Tyler Scott back to the winner throwdown and get Mies back. And let's see that one go down. Yes. Yeah, yes. that'd be good. That'd be good. I'd I like to go high too, but I just I would like to see Mies and him because I know they have a little bit of history on that one. I'd like to see um I think Mies would be good against a, a couple people, honestly. I think Briar and Mies would be good too. Kind of be good to see to see that. Um yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. We Mies actually in Dallas. People listening, like, let's hear some dream scenarios for the one v one. Like, shout them out to me. Send me a message. I wanna, I wanna hear or, it. I, if it works out, it'd be cool to see like Corey and Renshaw in the final. Like, I'm not saying I want to get knocked out, but like, see Corey and Renshaw in the final just to make sure Renshaw shows you how it's done. And yeah, honestly, there's. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily scared to race anybody but there's a couple people who i would be i wouldn't want to see in my bracket at a racetrack like that it'd be it'd like be you yeah it'd be like you briar um not saying these other guys aren't worthy like b rob goes good there but there's a short list of guys that i would be like damn and uh and evan would be one of them dude and he he hasn't even <laughs> raced a pro race yet but yeah on that on that track he's gonna be tough like i think I think there's a lot of people looking at different names on there. Chase obviously was the winner and, and he rode very, very well last year, but I think people are sleeping on some of these younger kids for, for an event like this. Like it's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. It'll be cool. It will be cool. What do you got, Eric? We got 15 we more should, minutes. I think we should fly out chase Reimers and put him in the, uh, the winter throwdown. He took, uh, Cody's lunch money. Right. So we gotta, we gotta see how he'd go if we get him out East. Is that there that kid go. on the two fifty? Oh yeah, yeah dude. Gotta give him a shout out, man. That's cool. <laughs> we got is that it, Cody? Nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. He, I guess he took my dash lunch money, but yeah, we'll fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, well, the number one plates are still in your house, so I think you're all right. I think uh I think you'll make it in the sport one day, dude. I, you gotta, I, he's yeah. you've got a future. Yeah, you got a future. Just keep working hard, kid, and stay in school. I think you're I think you'll be all right. So you gotta um, find that dog in you. Did you graduate high school? I did graduate high school. Dude, you literally came to my graduation party. What are you talking about? Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. This, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Cody didn't. Um, I could be getting the stories confused, but I like wasn't that like you were wanting to go online, and then like COVID happened, and you like there was like this whole like thing with it or whatever about how like basically it was right when COVID happened and then you went to uh, online. Is is that, is that how that all went? Yeah. I mean, it was right prior to COVID. When you're in high school, I uh, went online second semester. I did one semester of in-person high school and figured that wasn't for me to sit in a building from 8 AM to 3 PM every day and, and not be able to keep working on, on myself and what we're trying to do as a profession. And so we went online and, my school definitely wasn't um, super stoked about that. I, they weren't stoked with the idea of us trying to do it through them. So we went and did it on our own through a state program and 
about two months later, COVID happened and the school had everybody else in online. So we were ahead of the game a little bit. Um, Dairyland. 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 I got a podium that night. You did podium. The, the B-Main. The B-Main. Yeah. Uh, going, uh, going into Dairyland, you got you and Max on KTMs, like factory quote-unquote KTMs. There's no other KTMs really there besides CTEX. And they take the fastest brand to the dash. Did you have it on your bingo card that I would come straight from the 12-hour workday at Moto America, show up at the track right before practice, and make the dash over over you and Max? Uh, no, I didn't know. I, I knew for a fact I was not making that dash. Like After the first lap on that track, I knew I was in a in a bad spot but um no nah, i wouldn't have expected you honestly i thought max was going halfway decent early on in the day and then both of us kind of tanked at the same time i think lap three of the day on and yeah. Corey was yeah. just kind of he was kind of there he's kind of sneaking around just that's what i do baby uh, <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> does it bother you that i'm one and oh against you on the season not really just for the fact that you keep tweeting about it or threading about it <laughs> That's how he stays. That's how he stays relevant. Right. Yeah. I need something, bro. Um, <laughs> it's all right. You... They came out with like, I don't know, a couple different things like results on the bicycle or anything. It'd be different. Wait, what are you? Are I'm you suggesting? Saying, I'm talking to. I was gonna say, uh, relax, dude. That's don't 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 take. Bike, I do have you on a Suron, so. I was like, whatever. <laughs> don't take that. Don't take the bicycle from me, bro. I, I don't have much on you guys, so just. The few things I got, I need to hold on. Hey, dude, I got a Zwift in the morning. Hop on with me. Oh, you don't want that problem, my man. I'm a, I'm oh, a Zwift, with Zwift king. Actually, I I uh, hurt my knee riding moto last week, and I've been a little, I've been kind of struggling a little bit with it, but um, it's coming around. Age coming catches around. up with all of us. Yeah, it's coming around. Um, I had a couple other things I wanted to ask you. Let's hear them. Let's go. I'm trying Let's to think go. what they were. How do you think uh, if Corey? does what he's beating around the bush and comes back and races American flat track next year. We all know he's going to at some point. How do you think he would line up uh stack up? I should say with uh, um, the singles, do you think he'd be able to make a main? <laughs> yeah. Certain tracks, I think Corey would give it a shot to be up front. Honestly, I, I truly believe there's certain tracks you can't count him out on, but there's a couple where I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this is the one to come out for. ET? Uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> no, the t- I'd rather do the TT if than. You came uh, out to Texas half mile. I know you're going to be strong there, but if yeah, you came yeah. out to, hmm, let me pick one here. I'd say, uh, and honestly, you've had great results there, but I'd say Lima because it just takes that super young, wide open mentality. You're fucking with me right now. No, you just you you're just getting older. You know, Wait, you just what? don't have it. You just don't have it, man. You Lima, Dude, you're saying, fucking Texas, with me. Texas would be one where you, I would be like, "Yep, that's." I'd say that's a call that I that I'd do too if I was you. But Lima, Texas, Texas half mile. No, I know Texas for sure. Like I, I don't, I would, I don't love Texas, but I, I go pretty, pretty decent there. Or but Lima, dude, it's just like what? I have to like turn off my brain to race that track with Tom and Chase. Like we are wide open, like insane amount. Like I don't feel like with you being. A dad, and and this is what my dad talked to me He's, about. Yo, stop! You're messing with me. 
talking about. No, no, about. I'm serious. This is what my dad and I have talked about. Like, what do you he, mean? I just, I just won a couple cushions this year. Like, I won Frederick. I won Canada. Like, I, 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 you weren't there, but I did all right. I'm a. Yeah, but you didn't beat Craig Estelle, so. Ooh, true. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I didn't go before the light turned green. I got to work on that. That was a, uh, that one threw me for a loop, but. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, there's a lot of tracks you'd be competitive at honestly i will say that but lima's just kind of an odd one lately with how we're having to ride that track oh man i might uh, there it is lime is the one eric that's the one we're getting out of bed for i don't want to do it man it's hot it's it's like and a lot getting, of prep yeah and you're getting older and you have a lot of things to keep on your head yeah, and whatever, fuck all that. <laughs> cody cody trains with me he knows he knows i'm I'm not out of shape yet. We still got some, uh, we still got some gas in the tank, but there you go. There you nah, go. In, in all honesty, dude, I just like giving you shit. You, um, you're an amazing rider. I, I did, we, we, there was a championship video that, uh, Jen, Jen mall put together for Cody and uh, a bunch of people like chimed. You got to post that video. I don't know if you're, if you're going to post it, but we did a little champ video for Cody and, and, uh, I had the, the, the privilege of, uh, of giving him a message and, and, uh, I was, I was kind of like, see Texas, but I, I gave him a lot of props at the end. I was like, dude, how bad was I? Cause I was, you know, maybe a little tipsy or what have you. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, you hammered me. And then I listened to it and I was like, Oh, I was actually way nicer than I, I thought I was. So we gotta, we gotta release that vid, man. Now I want to see what everybody else had to say. Like champ videos are, are cool. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think it'll be cool. The only thing like keeping your training program afloat is the, the uh jimmy hula's at the end of each day well that's right at the end of the bicycle loop now so that's that's Ooh, perfect so that's motivation excited. that's motivation to As we're uh, sitting here talking i get a zwift thing Corey texts a recently completed flago flats forward sprint want to save it <laughs> yes is that today please. i i cycled today oh, a little bit now that was literally as we were talking, it came across as a notification. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Corey, we saw that, uh, you know, that boomerang you put up uh, on Instagram. It wasn't a boomerang, bro. The black one. It was just a video. You... It wasn't it wasn't a oh, boomerang. God. All I can say is that I, I have so much empathy for Amber. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just got to let them know that we ain't sitting around. I just. Yeah. If, if anyone's debating on calling me, like. They want to sign me to ride their shit. I just want to let them know <laughs> that I'm still training. <laughs> so yeah, fuck yeah. Sounds yeah. like you're coming back for Lima, so we're good. Lima, well, baby, let's do it. Well, I we got what Jared. Number would you be? What? What number would you be? Oh, number one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, only have to be three digits after you take a year off. I'd be number years? one. I beat you this year. I'm undefeated, so I get to. And when I show up, I borrow. I get to use number one. No, I don't know. I, yeah. I. uh I guess Once. I got to see if, uh, I mean, me and Evan both are 65, so we got to, well, he's got to be five. We got to wait till we announce Evan's number to see what, I mean, yeah, I, I actually thought about that. Like, would I have to be a three digit? I don't know. I'd be like 199 Pastrana or something, something. I don't know. <laughs> 420. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. I don't know. Something prophetic. Cut, cut me off. Mm. Oh, we got we got Jeremy's coming on the pod here in a bit. Um, I'm I'm one and over Jared as well this year. But what are your thoughts on Jared, man? How long does uh does Mies keep going? Do you think he's got one more year, two more years, and uh, what are your predictions on the Twins next year? Uh honestly, Jared's probably one of the guys besides Brad that I've always looked up to outside of Dad. 
Uh, I mean, just the way he goes about his programs a little different than everybody else. And obviously it's working with nine championships in his career. And I think it's just, uh, it's pretty crazy to know that he's been in it for as long as he has been. Dad and I were watching a video 2007 last night on VHS downstairs in the workout room. 2007, uh, Phoenix or Arizona half mile. I don't know which track it was, but you were there. You won the one class that night when you were really young. Oh, Tucson? Tucson. Was it Tucson? Yeah. It's a half mile. Yeah. Yep. So you won that one that night, 65A. Uh, and Jared was there racing, obviously, with dad. That was 2007. Dad won that night. I think Jared got third or fourth. But, like, to think that he's still in it and still competitive at the front, it's it's pretty insane. Um, and to, to obviously win the last championship, and now he's going for 10 to break a new – write a new record. I think it's pretty cool. He's uh, He's one of the best for our sport, I believe, with him helping promote races, like, with that alone and, and kind of the, the different – kind of team vibe he brings into it with being a i guess factory supported kind of self-ran program in a way um what are your thoughts on that actually i wanted to ask you that we're we're coming short on time but what are you what what are your thoughts on the whole privateer factory like you know everybody you know they like ktm your your effort last year was obviously factory the motors are built in house you guys had a factory shop which that's kind of weird actually they they just built that like prior (laughs) prior to them closing up but um and then you got got you got teams like Essenson who kind of I guess they get factory support from Yamaha. And then you have people that literally call first impressions a factory team when like Husqvarna didn't do anything for the, for that team. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, what's factory in your opinion, and what is privateer? Uh, factory, in my opinion, was what I had going the past two years. That's the true definition of factory when your motors are on the same same wall as as the other guys in other sports that are all in an assembly line and, and everybody's in one building when you have everybody from off-road to trials to supercross to flat track and rally all in one building, that's, that's factory there. And when you're working with the CEO and people throughout the week, that's, that's factory. But so would that mean, do you think, again, this is might be an ignorant question, but isn't JL 10 with him and Royal Enfield, that would be factory, right? I believe he's the only other. Yeah. now he is the only factory team actually, but um, as far as like somebody saying Turner or Estenson or factory, I, I know what Turner had from Honda. I've heard it and it's factory supported. I think you could say like you have certain teams and in, in, I guess Supercross is the easiest industry to relate it to, but they have factory support like Phoenix Honda. They have Honda parts and everything that are only for the factory, but they don't have that HRC logo everywhere. And, and it's kind of the same way in the Turner team. And you see it in Yamaha, like those guys are building their motors in their own shops and Bigelow's doing theirs up in Michigan. And I can't remember who it is doing singles. Now it might be Nick. I don't remember. And those guys, that's more factory supported. I'd say they probably have good bonuses from the factory, but I think what it's going back to now is, is good. It's not great, obviously for what my situation ended like and, I'm bummed by that, but to lose a true factory involvement like that, but I think it's kind of good to go back to kind of how it used to be. And everybody's a little more equal in a way, like just having one true factory team isn't good for the sport. We needed Honda HRC to come in with that and shoot, maybe star racing Yamaha, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, 
another thing I probably the last thing we'll probably talk about. I brought it up on our on our Patreon. Do you are you a subscriber on Patreon? Uh no. So you don't you don't <laughs> you don't get our Patreon uh episodes, right? No, I dude, I'm privateer now. I don't have I can't you do don't that. have ten dollars well, a month. I, well, I would say as since you're a privateer, now is the time for you to invest so you can really Yeah, you we know, can help succeed. you with your we can help <laughs> oh, you with your career. We uh can give you advice on what you need to to not lose to retired vet riders. But so we had a topic on there where we, we talked, I talked about riding your, <laughs> riding your KTM at, uh, at the practice track this year. Oh yeah. At the farm. <laughs> at the farm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember I, that? I broke your lap record like second lap. Yeah, bro. You, I will say, well, no, it wasn't my track record. You're better that day than me, which, yeah, yeah. which I was still very, I was very confident because I go pretty good around that TT and, uh, and you, and yeah, you were faster than me, but I jumped on your bike thinking like, give me that bike, bro. It's because that was like a factory spec bike, right? It had the, that was after literally Dairyland was the turning point with the team, not saying it just because obviously you beat us, but (laughs) that was the turning point with the team where they realized that we actually needed a true practice bike and they provided us a true race motor. When prior to that, all we had was a clutch and a stock motor and a slip on FMF. And so that day at the farm, you actually did ride a true factory bike. Um, and I hated it. <laughs> I literally get on it. I go into the, I go into the corner and I crash it like second lap. And then he gets off of it. It's got like bent bars, broken clutch lever. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it, he's like, this thing's terrible, man. And I hop on his and it's got the whole banana cut seat. And I'm like, my knees are hitting the bars. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's just different style. Yeah, I couldn't ride it. I, I absolutely hated it. But um, but I don't know, dude. With Jared and Dallas real quick, like going into next year for their class. I think it's going to be a heck of a fight. Like, I know Jared still wants this. He probably wants this one the most that, out of any of the championships he's chased with it being that elusive, could write the history books. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough for Dallas. I know Dallas is so capable to do some crazy things on a motorcycle, but he's got his work cut out for him with one of the best to ever do it for sure. What about Briar? Briar's in there. I, I don't know what his program is, so I can't really say if I know how competitive he'll be, but I know for a fact he's going to be there. He's He could be on anything and he'll be competitive. It's just at, at some point it does take that team backing to be competitive too. Do you think he's going to be more consistent uh, being on a second year, even though, you know, he's not with uh, Dave and Michelle? Do you think consistency will be a little bit more there in his second year on the bike? Honestly, I haven't even – is he riding KTMs again? If he's on the same bikes, for sure. But if he's starting something new, like I've heard one rumor, somebody told me that he's riding for that Al Lam Honda team. No. So something Ooh. like that is hard to be consistent. So Briar? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. No, he's not doing that. Bro, do you not oh. listen to our Silly Season pod? Like, I did, too. Like, you you literally went on there and you were like, you just told me how you hate when people don't announce things, and then you're like, I can't say what Briar's doing. It's so not like, my know. it's not my business. It, well, it's it's not my I know I'm stuff. not I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying I don't he's know. Not, what he's doing. not riding the Hondas. He's riding KTM. If he's riding the same stuff, yes, he's gonna be more more consistent for sure. I believe Briar will be there and it'll be a three way battle with some other people maybe jumping in. You know, the more maybe Corey talks about you know, the more Corey talks about these these Hondas and who is or isn't riding, there's almost this, this side is, do you think like Corey's just 
putting it out there that no, this person is not writing it because Corey's going to write it. He's just, I write it. Show me the money. I'm not, I'm not scared to write. I'll still, yeah. Somebody writes me a big enough check. I'll write a fucking couch. I don't care. Like I'll whatever. But no, I, I think uh, it's going to be competitive next year with those three. And then you have some new additions coming. I know we've, it's probably not been announced, but I've heard we've lost JD to Moto America. And that's a bummer for the sport. JD was, Honestly, one of the best for the sport. Um, but there's some new guys going on. I know that. I'll, I'll say that. There's going to be some singles guys in there that are going to be Trevor in there Max. to dice up. And, we've, and we've, already, we've already dropped the news, dude. Trevor, Max. Yeah. All right. Max is going to be in there. Trevor's going to be in there. Yeah. We're, we're going to see some some diciness added to that class, I think. We got we to gotta post the, uh, the power rankings, Corey. Yeah, we're we going to do power do, rankings, and we're going to post like them on our... fantasy. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and we're gonna post it on our Patreon. for For the Patreon, we added a second tier. It's like a cheaper, like two dollar a month tier. And uh, I I I did a blog like the other day. We're gonna add like power rankings, and um, yeah, so we're gonna do that on the Patreon as well. So we're working on stuff, man. We're getting there. Um, I'm trying to think, Cody. Anything else? We let you go, Eric. Got anything else, Cody? No, it's. I mean, so it's probably getting pretty late in the evening. Oh, you know, Spokane. How much longer do you have until you have to turn your phone off, Cody? Soon. Do you still have that where you have to turn your phone off at night or? No, I finally turned 19. So I think I got out of that one. <laughs> graduated. That's awesome. Graduated. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm no, excited. I gotta get back to, dude, OG or not OG Fortnite, new Fortnite's back, dude. I got to hop on with the boys. All right, and so with that, I am moving Cody down one spot on my yet-to-be-released power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, dude, I was going to – I mean, I, in all serious, like, I'm I'm uh, excited for you. I think it'll be cool, and I think it'll be a fun year for you. Um, yeah. I mentioned on the podcast, I think, last week that I don't feel the bikes that you rode last year were – anything special um i will say they they did get better um i joked around that you were on a 350 at sack mile there's a ktm 350 model and i thought you were you were on the 350 at sack but i don't think there was anything special about those bikes that um that made you win any races because of the motorcycle so i'm excited for you to uh to kind of go on your own and do your own program um in some ways i'm proud of you man i think it's going to be cool i think the way you handled it it's uh it's really cool for uh younger riders to kind of see how how you handled it because that's like you mentioned i'm sure it was devastating and and you're a young kid man i always i always forget how young you are sometimes until until you until you say shit that just is like oh yeah he's you know wow he's he's that that old but um yeah stoked for you proud of you man and i think you're gonna have a really good year and yeah i um looking forward to it i, I i'm looking forward to seeing the program you guys put together and having good people in your corner, like Butler and your pops and, uh, Wally, you mentioned on the show. I appreciate that little news drop too, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be good, man. And we're excited for, uh, for this season and, uh, we'll be training a lot this winter, right? Like you're going to be staying down in Florida and we'll be, we'll be riding together quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. It's kind of back to that old, uh, the family vibe again, a little bit more like how I had in my first year professional and we had fun that year learning the, the ropes of AFT. And now I feel like we've got a decent grasp on it and know what it takes now to be competitive with the Estenson team and the Turner team. And um, no, it's, it's exciting. We got some great people in my corner again that have been longtime supporters of the family and 
and just good family friends that I would consider family that are that are ready to go racing. So it's it's going to be fun, and I'm excited for our little off season we get to do down or off season training, preseason training, whatever you want to call it, the the moto tour, whatever it is, pack stays. I'm I get my ass, I get my ass kicked by six other flat trackers at least yeah. every freaking time we go. Dude, when are you much, uh, when are you heading down to Florida? Pack moto race. Oh God. Uh, I could do it technically because I'm not I'm not racing like this year. The fact that you were thinking about doing it I, as a friend, I'm not letting you race packs two weeks before Daytona. But yeah. I, you know, I mean, you know, what I mean, but um, no, nah, I probably Florida, won't race it. Eric, when are you uh, when are you heading down to Florida? Right after the first of the year, I'm gonna stay up here for New Year's. Gonna do some night skiing on New Year's is the plan. That's kind of the typical thing up here in the Pacific Northwest. Some of the yep. ski mountains are open on New Year's Eve. And- then I'll head down probably the second or third and get down there and start going. Awesome. Well, I hope to uh, hope to see you at Salem maybe uh, once more before you head down, and uh, it'll be it'll be good rooting for you. I know uh, Ollie's super stoked. You're gonna stay on KTM, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. We get to stay on the same brand we've had success on, so it'll be good. Uh, last thing, bro, it's your mom's birthday like a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, two days ago. I think it was two days ago. Yeah. Tell Didi I said happy birthday. I wasn't gonna slide in her I wasn't gonna slide in her DMs and wish her happy birthday, but uh happy birthday to uh to Didi, man. She's a legend. I like Didi. She's uh yeah, she's a she's awesome. Just I like uh when we went on that run, it was cool to have like running with your like training with your mom. I don't know, it's just super cool. Like she's still yeah. active and does that and probably puts I whoops she's your ass. Downstairs in the gym, as you say it right now, doing she has like this 24 days leading up to Christmas advent for workouts. And she's doing that right now. So she's downstairs doing that. That's sick, dude. Yeah. Tell Didi we said happy birthday. All right. All right, man. Well, I'll right. talk to you here soon. And thanks for taking the time, bro. Congrats right. on, uh, congrats on, uh, two titles. We, I don't think we did that, but yeah, congrats. Thank you. All right, man. Talk to you. See you boys. Yeah. Later. All right, man. That was good, Eric. It's good to have Cody on. I feel like we've done the same exact pod last year where we've had Cody and Jared on. Have, did we do the same thing? Yeah, it was like a catch up. Yep. I think, yeah, it was the same same two people in the pod. But yeah, a lot of good info there. He dropped some news news on uh, who's doing his motors and kind of some backstory on the, on the split with uh, Factory and wild called me out saying i won't do lima all right i can't do lima i shouldn't do lima i don't know what what that verbiage was but yeah it was good man it was good good to have him on um it's it's hard not to just shit talk cody the whole podcast like i was trying he's such a he's like so good about it too like there's some people that like you give shit to and you know they get kind of like bent out of shape or whatever but like cody like he gives it right back and it's really funny so yeah he he has he has some funny ones too like i had that uh that Kansas city hat on the other day. And I did a video about throwdown and he mm-hmm. went, he said, is that hat three sizes too big or what size hat is that? I was like, Oh wow, that was fucking good. Like got me. <laughs> it's a pretty big hat. So, um, yeah, that was good. Um, next on the pod, man, we got the other, the other guy who won, won a championship this year, nine, nine for this guy. He's, he's, uh, he's in pretty, pretty high, Man, it's it's uh can we discuss Mount Rushmore? I mean, he, he's getting up there and he's coming back for 10 and it's Jared Meese. What's good, man? Hey guys, what's happening? How much, Not dude? Much. You got uh are you on your phone or what do you got headphones on? I got my I'm on my phone. Why is it sound bad or something? It's not bad. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's good enough. Um <laughs> 
how was the cruise, dude? <clears throat> cruise is awesome. <laughs> All you can eat, right? Cruise. Uh, what's that? All you can eat, baby. All you can eat. We even bought the uh, the upgrade food package too, so you just eat extra good, you know. No, it was good. It was uh, our third or fourth one we've been on. We uh, just went for a couple of days uh, with uh, the kids and stuff like that. We were going kind of scoot away for a couple of days. So had a good friend of ours actually fly down the walks and hang out with the kids. And then we uh, we head on out. It was kind of celebrating our 10-year anniversary. But more than anything, just, uh, just a good time to get away, really. Yeah, I like it, man. I uh, I know you take quite a bit of time, I think. like You, you don't really speak too much on what what you do for your training and stuff but I, i'm pretty sure you take quite a bit of time off after the season um for people listening like how much time do you take off i mean I, I know you don't sit around and just fucking eat donuts all the time but i know you like your break i know you take time off briars the same way like what a what did you do after after the the championship um like are you riding a bike right now are you are you on the dirt bike like what's what what, what does that look like for you right now uh, <laughs> you kind of asked two questions and merge them in the one. Fucking what did I do answer right it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do right after the championship, or what am I doing right now? Both. Right, well, they're, Both. Oh, they're they're almost they're almost pretty close. Uh, you know, after the championship, you're right. I, I take a lot. I take a lot of time off. We had the time to take off, and the older I get, um, the, the the time is needed for me and uh. I, I eat pretty clean still, so I don't I don't really necessarily gain a whole lot of weight in the off season or anything. Luckily, and stay pretty active with just doing stuff every day, whether it's you know stuff in the yard or just anything. Just kind of stay stay after it. I'm not like a you know wake up in the morning and just sit on the computer or something or watch Netflix or whatever. So I stay pretty active, but um, yeah, just. Did our big end of the year trail ride. I actually went out and did the super motocross. I uh, watched the last round of that and then went and did our big end of the year trail ride, which is always epic. And then uh, did some fishing. I'm sure you guys seen on my social. We did some really awesome fishing down in the Keys. And then um, trying to think what else we did. We went on a cruise, you know, Halloween, family stuff. So, um, yeah, I just kind of take a lot of time off and, and uh, I don't do much. And, uh, there's there's moments that I'll just kind of get like an itch to like maybe just go for a run or just uh, throw the throw the shoes on real quick and take a 45 minute stroll on the bicycle. Leave the heart rate monitor at home. Don't turn the watt meter on. Just just go, you know. And uh, and usually I'll start kind of getting back into it. Um, uh, right about now I'll start kind of dabbling in with a couple things, but I haven't quite yet. But Usually, first year, man, it's game on. You know how it is. It's uh, it's wide open, and we have so you know even even with starting January first. I mean, we still have ten, eleven weeks or something. And uh, I really only think once you have a, a really good base built, I really only think you need like six or seven weeks to get get back at it. So, I one year it was um, in 2018, going into 2019, I like never backed off. I just like went and went and went and went and went and. Uh, like i don't know end of january first of february i was just like over it I, I just hated the routine already and it was just wasn't something that i like look forward to doing so I, I made the mistake of trying to like stay after it and trying to like uh you know get better by just keep training hard and 
it was, uh, I peaked way too early and, uh, I just felt like, you know, it, I wasn't hungry going into the start of the season because of the training, maybe because of the training. I don't know. It could have been a lot of other things, but anyway, that's, that's where I was at with that, that year. So I always told myself, take some time off, go and do the things that you're unable to do and, uh, try not to have a routine, just live life, you know? So are you going to be, uh, racing winter throwdown? No. No, Tyler Scott took your lunch money. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, man, dude. I went and tried to do that winter throwdown the one year, and I went up to the, I call it the pay window, but it's more like the awards window, and I, I won the damn pro class and walked away with a medal. You're so full of shit. <laughs> walked away with a couple medals. I was like, damn, they weren't even gold medals either. Walked away with a couple medals. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know yet. I, I might. I, I think I might try to do the um, the one versus one thing. I think that'd be pretty cool to do. And then as far as the rest of this couple days go, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's a great event. I mean, it really is. It's just a matter of uh, got to go there with your guns loaded, man. And that's like it's tough. It's, it's a tough race. And I, I've, uh, underprepared and got my ass kicked and then over, you know, I wouldn't say overprepared. So I don't think you can ever be overprepared, but prepared hard for it, you know, and, and got the job done. So it's just like, man, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's hard racing guys on, on four fifties. I've talked about it a lot. I mean, back in the day, I felt, I felt like it was easier when we go to Savannah we'd go to Frederick and you'd unload a single and you'd, you'd unload a twin and, everybody was kind of on the same program, but now that they run singles every single weekend and your focus is kind of on twins, it's hard dude to you, for you, like any twins rider to come off the couch and come ride a 450 against Cody and, and those guys that ride them every single weekend. I mean, it's a testament to, I think two years ago you wanted on the 450 and you wanted on the twin. And that was like super impressive for me just because I know how hard it is. Um, I mean, Briar is one of the best 450 riders I've I've seen ever, and um, and he didn't win. I don't think he won. He won the dash last year, but he, uh, yeah, he he didn't win. So, yeah, it's uh, no, it's, it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. And you, and like I said, you gotta you gotta be prepared. You know, it's it's um, you know, with the open tire rule and stuff, you just don't know. You know, you know, like last year, I I found out like most of the guys are running the Dunlops around there, and then like every year that I wanted, I was running like a Metis or something like that. B Rob won a Metis. So it's like the tire situation is kind of like a head scratcher too. Cause you got to be prepared to have, you know, a variety in the truck. And, and, uh, but yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's some work to do it. I do enjoy it. Believe me, I, I do. But, uh, it's one of those things where I always make the, uh, the decision a little bit more last minute. And I guess I'm eating my own words there with the preparation so that it's like a, a mad dash and scramble for me and and uh you're right it's tough on the 450s the kids are super fast and they got their stuff figured out they ride them all the time and it's uh it's different so nine 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 titles bro that's uh that's really cool i mean i've been i read a couple of your interviews i read the one in uh on the aft page i think it was posted today i read that one and they they talk about it a little bit in there they talk about you kind of going for 10 I read the interview you did in Sideburn Magazine, which the last Sideburn Magazine ever. I was super bummed about that. I thought that that's an amazing, amazing print magazine that uh, we're going to miss. They don't do print magazines anymore, and that that one was special. So read that interview a little bit. 
But so I, yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to ask you questions that you've already kind of been asked, but nine is special. Um, for you going into it, like as you're creeping up on, you know, getting more championships, getting more wins, what is more like, what, what, what would be better for you having the career wins record? Cause you're dude, it's, I looked, I read somewhere today. I think you're at like 72 and I never thought you'd even get to Chris Carr you know, prior to you being on an Indian Indian motorcycle, you started really racking up wins there. Uh, and now you've tied Scotty for, for nine titles. What, what would be better for you? Is it the championships or is it the wins? Mm, yeah, I would say that the, definitely the championships, uh, you know, I think that's, what's always going to stand out in somebody's mind, especially mine. The win, the wins is going to be tough, man. I mean, you got to do, He's at what ninety ninety four, so you'd have to do uh, twenty two. I mean that's that's a that's a lot a lot of wins to, you know to get done. Um, I'm not saying the championship's going to be easier than the wins. It's just I guess I guess it just on timing wise, you know what I mean. It, it, it's more than anything, but um, the championships would definitely be more rewarding for me to answer the question than than the overall win package for sure. If you if you're looking back on on your career and you know speaking like across it from when you first went pro to where you are now, what's one thing that um, you know, obviously you know we talk a lot about the wins and the championships, but something that you know is is really special to you that um, you're always going to look back on and be like and and think that's a really special moment for myself privately or maybe your family. Um, what's something that you kind of will always cherish uh, throughout your racing career? Uh, I mean, aside from the championships, because that's the ultimate goal, right? But like, like the Grand Slam and the single season thing was pretty cool. And I did it twice, like two years in a row. And it's pretty cool. Like, it's more like a personal cool record rather than yeah. like, you know, look at me type of thing. But that was pretty cool to do because, you know, there's only so many TTs on the circuit and it's just hard to bust them all out at one time, you know. And, and like I said, to do it, I was I was on a, a good, uh, I was on a good path to do them in a row, but um came up short on I don't remember which one but I was like man if I get this win today I can I have it in a row which would be even really really cool and that you know like like I said cool for me like who really cares but like cool for me um and then so far you know I mean my obviously like you know my years are definitely winding down so but so far in my career I thought it's been pretty cool that everybody that has taken the number one plate from me i was able to take it back from them and you know there was uh there was a there was you know there's a long list of people that that took it from me or had it over the years you know like cool best and then brian and jake uh brad unfortunately i think no i think i did take it from brad i mean he he was still uh, healthy by then yeah so i mean there was you know there were some guys that you know i i handed it off to but was always able to take it back. And I thought, I think that to me was pretty cool. Like I said, personal, personal, cool feelings rather than like, you know, someone's going to ramp and rage about it. Right. But, and I don't know if that's even been done before, if it has been cool, but it's still cool to me. Yeah, no, that is, that is cool. I, I read that in, in the, uh, AFT article they, they posted today. So 
we did a silly season podcast on our last show and I don't know if you heard the sound bit, but uh, we were talking about how many more, how many more years of Meese. And I think I said, if you uh, if you win the title next year, I think you have a 50-50 chance of coming back for an 11th. Or maybe it was, I forget what the fucking percentage was. But anyway, how close was I? Did you hear it? I'm sure you did. And how how close am I with, with kind of like the prediction? Uh I don't know. I like, I haven't really decided on when it's going to be done for me or not. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are playing some variables and, you know, one of them is it's no secret that, you know, the support lately on getting in, 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 in the, in getting in, uh, the support lately in the sport has been hard for a lot of people, but, you know, obviously even for myself and it's tough because you, you know, you have, nine championships on the wall and you're calling some people and talking to them that you've been with for a long time. And they're, you know, talking about, you know, scaling back or changing things up or, you know, we can, we can give you more on the bonus, but less on, on salary or vice versa. And it's just like, man, it's like, you, you feel like you call up to these people and and you're, and you're expecting or hoping I should say that, Hey, we're going to give you more in both, you know, but it's not really the case right now. So that's, that's playing some factors. You know, I, um, I don't want to sound like the guy that, uh, well, man, you get to race your motorcycle for a living. So for me, I've got, I've got numbers that I need to be able to feel like I can achieve, you know, in the bank account every year to, to, to support the family. And, and, you know, I've done it. I, I went racing, man, and split purse before, and I've went racing and made, you know, made it from week to week or whatever. So I don't, like, and no disrespect to the people that are doing that. It's just something that I don't necessarily feel like I want and need to do. So uh, a lot of the decision is going to be based off that a little bit. Not all of it, but some of it. Um, but to answer your question, dude, I, I really don't have that plan concreted in my mind. Uh, but I mean, you're accurate. I think I've got between one and three years. And then I think after that, I'll probably be be done and yeah if i get number 10 it um it's gonna be hard to to come back and 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 say to and go for 11 i mean it would just it would have to be some really good things on the table to make it happen but like i said with that being said if i don't get it done do i come back the following year to try to get 10 could could or i could just go hey i, I gave it my shot and i'm done i like i said i'm giving everybody a, a whirlwind here right but there's uh there's no concrete decision yet made for for me well well what about uh the big r word has that played any factor in uh your decisions um the the dicking around with the restrictors has that uh weighed on you uh made it less fun kind of where's that playing in <laughs> had to had to ask the question huh yeah uh, i mean yeah i mean Everybody, you know, everybody's going to say and, you know, when they're getting towards the end of the year that they're always sick of the bullshit, right? I mean, it's just, there's always bullshit and everything, right? I mean, it's not yeah, picking on yeah. rules or the sport or whatever. There's bullshit and everything. But the, yeah, the, the rules are a tough one to swallow. Obviously, we've been always able to overcome what we needed to overcome. And, but, uh, it's always one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, 
you won again and you know let's take a let's take another one away or oh you you, <laughs> you couldn't draft on the mile last year let's put one back out in there and it's like jesus we're just playing this give and take thing all the time but uh i you know no that's not really probably going to be the reason that i retire i mean it's part of it i guess because it's part of the it's part of the bullshit bubble but it's not solely um it's not solely going to be like that's it i'm retired i'm done yeah yeah i mean i don't know i talked about it on on one of the shows like i feel they're trying to they're trying to slow you down with the restrictors but i honestly you might you'll probably definitely argue but i feel like one millimeter restrictor isn't going to affect you nearly as much as it as it affects the privateer indian uh teams and riders so i no doubt i mean no doubt that you know no i mean i remember texting a couple guys last year or a a few months ago when that rule came out i was just like hey man i'm i'm sorry you know that we got restricted again because if if you take i think if and i'm not trying to be like uh cocky or whatever you want to call it but if you take me out of the equation you know, Dallas would have won the championship three or four races early. And I guarantee you there wouldn't have been one rule change made. And you know what I mean? It would have been just, here we go. Right. I mean, that's how I feel. What, am, I, am I wrong? I don't know, but the writing was on the wall. I mean, we were, I don't know. We were the only Indian that won races this year and we're very consistent. So I think, you know, it's tough not to, not to think that way, but it is what it is. And, uh, we got what we got and yeah now you've always said you know you're one of those people that really feed off of um you know people giving their opinions or you know kind of stoking the fires but when it comes to the narrative of you know father times catching up does that motivate you or does it just like piss you off and you just kind of like want to stop talking about it? No, it's like a big thing that we've talked about you know tonight but um where is that in your headspace, uh, you know, right now, he loves it. Oh, <laughs> loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Fire it up, baby. It's, it's, yeah. I want, I want, I want more people to talk more shit on me every day of the week because all it does is just help me. I mean, so please just keep hating on me. Keep the anyone but me shirts coming. I have no problems about that at all. That is that is absolutely pure fuel for the fire. So everybody just shit talking. It's good with it's good with me. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. We don't think there's enough personality in this yep. sport. Like we we want more. We just talked about it with Cody, like his little rivalry with Chase. Even though they they argue with each other coming off the track, they're pointing each other. But then when they take their helmets off on the podium, they just like don't even look at each other. It's like, bro, if you're mad, fucking stay mad. Tell the kid. But um. We we talked about the JD Beach thing when you and JD got into it. Um, yeah, that was that was great. Like that was good for the sport. We loved it. I mean, the fact it's underrated how 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 sick that was for him to flip you off going going into the corner. I was super. I don't know. Was, oh, was, dude, it still gets. Yeah, there's still clips about. We see clips on that all day long. And hell, the next day because I think it was a double header. The next day, JD came over and was like, "Man, I'm I'm sorry." I'm like, "Me too," but. This shit happens. We're racing each other hard, man. And I couldn't draft you and I had to try something. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, I got into you a little bit, but I was just doing everything I could, you know? So it, it, it was all good. Yeah. That's why I like having guys like Wiles out there. I, I, I mean, it's, it was cool that he came back and raced this year, but 
Wiles and Sammy Halbert. And there's like some really good personalities in the sport who <clears throat> they don't run all the races anymore. They're kind of one foot out the door, it seems like. And the new, the new guys really, there's not a lot of rival rival rivalries in the twins class. It's sort of, you know, you go to the motor Dude, track I on a Tuesday at PAX, everybody's friends with each other. Yeah, I miss that the most. I mean, as much as I couldn't stand Halbert at one point in time, like I look back on some of those battles on the outlaw, you know, outlaw races and stuff, and even on the national stuff, because, I mean, we were both on par most of the weekends on the national stuff. Dude, I miss the the rubbing and the bumping and the, you know, pointing the fingers. And, you know, I mean, we, we roughed each other up pretty good a couple of times. And I mean, we just kind of like, you know, it was more or less, I'm going to get you back rather than yell and screaming at one another, you know? Wasn't it the Indy model? Like he just like slid right up into you coming in like out of corner two. I forget. That was Pomona. 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 Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was, that was bad one, man. I was, (laughs) if he, if, yeah, if, if, if I got put on the track and lost that championship, I don't know if he would have raced anymore in his career. To be honest with you. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> oh, it was a bad one. I remember it was so bad that I remember Brian, like he, he passed us both and turned around and was like, what in the F was that? You know, but uh, that was probably one of the worst ones for sure. But we've had some good ones. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I never paid him back anything. I got him. I got him good one time in a San Jose indoor. And uh, I dropped him in that indoor one, <laughs> man. And he was so mad. He came came barreling through the pits. He was on the rev limiter. And you know how, like, you pull out of the track and you're supposed to cut your bike off. So everybody shuts their bike off. It's stone quiet. He just left that thing on the rev limiter all the way back to his pit area. <laughs> and uh, but it was all fun. It was it was good. I mean, it's what indoor racing is. What is your uh, – I kind of want to ask you, like, I'm – kind of curious honestly what is your relationship like with brian right now because i know you guys were you know you're really good friends he works for aft you're racing in aft he sort of makes the rule some of you know he's involved probably with the rules that with the restrictors and how often are you calling brian bitching and what is i mean how's that relationship like because i know you guys are homies so like is it weird or no i thought it would be especially as he moved up in the role um, I mean, yeah, when I talk to him, I try to hint towards as much as I can. I mean, that's just my demeanor, right? To try to get everything I can, but he's, he's good at, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I, then I find out that he actually made the damn rule, you know, <laughs> but, uh, he keeps it professional. Obviously I dig as much as I can and, and get as much as I can, but he knows me like a book, man. So he, uh, he's good about what he does and uh, our relationship's good. I mean, I don't remember when it kind of turned back to being big time buddies again, but you know, there was a period there in 14, 15, 16, 17 ish, uh, that, you know, it was just a competition thing really, you know, we were both out of Michigan and kind of going for the same goal and dream of the championship. And, friendship kind of got put on hold for a second, you know, but I think it was like 18, 19, uh, we started kind of back mountain biking a little bit and hanging out. So when he's in town, I mean, this year he was leaving on Wednesdays to go to the races and coming home on Sundays and whatever. And, uh, when I was in Michigan and we had some off weeks and weekends, we'd get together and do some mountain biking and stuff and kind of back to the old times. So it's all good. So speaking of Brian and, and 
you know, what do you have? Is there a future out there where Jared Mees works for the mothership or when you retire, are you just going to be a slumlord in central Florida? <laughs> no, my, all my slumlord, all my, all my rentals are in Michigan and it's even worse. <laughs> you're a true slumlord when you're renting in Michigan, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, the rentals are doing really well and, you know, I've built them all up to be, um, you know, to give, uh, to, to have some income there when I'm done racing, that was the ultimate goal. But I mean, I'm just not the type of guy that's just going to be like, make a couple calls here and, um, and be good for the day. So I'm definitely going to want to be doing something for work. And does that, uh, does that mean more races, promote more races? Does that mean, you know, help an AFT out? Does it, you know, I don't know. It. uh, I'm sure there'll be some opportunities that present, present to me and, take advantage of them and, uh, you know, do what's, do what's best for, for all angles, really. When you got to nine titles, you tied Parker. Is, did that take some pressure off? Like everyone, I I think Cody just said, you know, you, you're going to want the 10th one more, more than anything. And, and maybe a lot of people would assume there's, there's pressure to get the 10th, but in my opinion, and kind of seeing the way you kind of acted, after winning the ninth, it seemed like you were just grateful to tie Parker. And I think that says a lot about your respect level for Scotty. Uh, I know you guys spent a lot of time together in Michigan and, and uh, even being in the same conversation as, uh, as Scott Parker, it's, it's, it's just an amazing thing to, to be involved with. Um, Would you, would you almost feel bad? This is a fucking stupid question. I was going to say, would you feel, feel bad taking, taking that title away from him? I mean, yeah what's did it feel like uh, i guess my question is was the pressure sort of off when you tied nine or do you think there's more a little bit more pressure going for 10 mm, man that's a tough question uh it's a good question too i mean i wanted to definitely get nine man i really did and i'm not saying i'm not hungry enough to get the 10th one you know uh, especially in the off season here when <laughs> Daytona's, you know, hundred days away. But um number nine was was special to me and it's something that I wanted to get done. I mean it was, you know, nine was always the the all time great, you know, greatest amount of championships won. And so now, you know, it's like my mindset on getting ten, yes, but I can't I don't know. It's um I definitely don't feel like I have to go out there and get number 10 to, to feel like I've accomplished, you know, you know, great things in the sport, you know, to, so to speak, but that doesn't mean like, Oh man, me, me is going to be relaxed, you know, for, and not try to go for number 10. No, I don't, I don't see that, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's like, you know, number nine was really, really rewarding because that was the ultimate goal was to always, you know, be number nine. I mean, that's, that's what Parker was number nine, you know? So definitely uh, felt really good to get, you know, to match what he did. And, and uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself last year to try to get that done. Yeah. You and, definitely uh, had a, beginning of the year. a resurgency in the career, especially, I mean, if you, you know, the, uh, the, the race directors for AFT uh, on a former podcast had said, uh, or a, that you would only get six or seven more wins in your career and to, you know, definitely, you know, surpass that amount plus one in championship, I think is a testament to, 
um, you know, the legacy that you're going to have on the sport. So yeah, it's uh, who, said that? who, what, what was that? Who said that? Chris Carr. I don't know if you uh, remember uh, when he had mentioned. He had that. like a crystal ball podcast. And he, yeah. I, actually, I actually remember that as well. He said it was like maybe two years ago. He said that I think he thought you you would only get maybe like, yeah, I think it was like six, seven. Six or seven yeah. Yeah. Left. And uh, that was prior to last year. And I forget how many you won last year, but this year you won nine. So um mm. You think Chris is feeling uh, the pressure of you creeping up on his winless? <laughs> well, I sure as hell hope so. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't kidding. know. I mean, uh, I think Chris. I think Chris takes. Uh, you know, he takes the records and 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 that a little bit more to heart than uh, than Scotty does. You know, like Scotty was really really pumped and you know, excited for me to, to get, to get to nine. And, you know, he's always been very, very like, uh, motivating. And like, he's, you know, he never shows any sign of like, damn dude, you just, you know, Oh, you, you, you beat me type of thing. Like, he's always just like, man, I hope you can get it, dude. I hope you can, I hope you can get it, man. Let's go, let's go nine time. Come on. You know? And so he's always been really cool about that. And not saying Chris has never like been down on me or whatever, but it just seems like, you know, Chris definitely is like really about what he's done in the sport as a legacy. And that's cool with Parker, dude, he could care two shits about what he did. It's just like, yeah, I'll take a Mick ultra, you know what I mean? <laughs> when <Well>, we drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. You know what I mean? That's what he's like. He's more like Springer, like Springer, man. He'd be like, how many, how many wins he got? Jay be like, I don't know. 28, 30. I don't, I don't remember, you know, well, Chris, dude, he remembers every, I mean, he's he's really good at remembering each racetrack and each moment and podiums and you know he's good at stats you know and yeah it's nothing bad I'm just saying like that's you know you know Chris I mean he's he's really really oh he's he's, a smart he's particular guy. He's, yeah he's very particular yeah he's very particular right yeah I mean he he can tell you like you know we switched we switched tires and I got the whole shot I mean he can go into detail you know. Yeah. Well, I think part of that was part of his success, honestly. Like, I don't think I, you know, I, I think that was, that kind of fit into his, his riding, you know, I think that's kind of why he has so many, so many accolades is because of that part of his, his riding, his racecraft and his intelligence. He's definitely a thinker more where Parker and Springer, they're more like send it riders and, and car was car was, you know, I actually think car has like you and car have a lot of similarities in your, in your thinking, your riding styles and, and things like that. But, um, as far as kind of yeah, want to go back. Sure. Yeah. Um, I got, I got kind of, you got me thinking on the one V one for winter throwdown. If you could pick any rider to uh, like current rider um, to go up against one V one right now for, uh, for something like that, who would you, who would you want to, who's on your hit list? Number one and, and a former rider, like a retired rider, you know, maybe someone who's no longer with us. If you could one v one that rider, uh, past and former, who who would you pick? Probably somebody I didn't get to ride with, like Ricky or, or Parker. I mean, I rode with, the only time I got to race with Parker was on the Bull Taco thing. But you know, if there was like, if I could go, if I could take like you know, Ricky or Parker in his in their prime, you know, or whatever, and be able to race one of them again, that would be, yeah. I mean, if I could crystal ball it, that would be definitely a hundred percent. I raced Chris. And I raced Chris when he was in his prime, 
so, you know, Chris would definitely be one of them if I didn't get the opportunity to race him. But because I raced him, you know, it's kind of like it's already checked off, right? But Ricky, <clears throat> and I raced Jay, you know, so that was really cool. Cause Jay's, I don't know, man. I think Jay's the biggest icon in the sport, really. I mean, he's just so legendary, man. He's so cool. But uh, Ricky and, and Parker, obviously, you know, they're they're definitely known as being big icons of the sport. What about current rider? Anybody out there that you'd want to go one, one just one, one V1? Like, you get to race all those guys, obviously, when you line up, you know, in a main event. But if you're picking one guy, I mean, what it, most people would probably think it'd be Dallas or Breyer, but... I mean, is there anybody, anybody yeah, else? Yeah, I mean, I won, I won versus, it seems like I won, won versus one them guys every, every weekend, so. Robbie Bobby? <laughs> you don't want yeah, that smoke. Yeah, Robbie Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Bobby. Man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's hard one. I mean, maybe Cody, because he's so good on the single or whatever, you know. And Ty Scott. When you beat Cody on the single. Ty Scott. Guys, Jesus, dude, no way. I want my ankles. <laughs> oh, oh man. Ty Scott, people, that would be a good one. That would be a good one, huh? People still talk about that, about that weekend. Just, it was so good for my race. At the time, I was like, fuck, and this kid is causing me all sorts of headaches, man. And, and then when I walked dude, away that weekend, I was like, dude, that was, that was good. I mean, there was a lot of mad, there was a lot of mad riders out there. Me, I just kind of looked at him like, dude, that, Maybe I wasn't quite as cutthroat as that when I was a kid, but I was like, dude, that 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 kind of reminds me of myself when I was like 15 years old, showing up at like Amelia or something like that, and I'm like, hey, I don't care if you're, you know, Hacker or Will Davis or or John Nickens or Revin Kevin Barnes, I am coming to beat you guys here. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care about your pro number or your national number or whatever. I am number 20, and I am coming to beat you. <laughs> you know, and that was that was cool. So I got a uh, I got an off the wall question for you. A uh, a buddy of mine wanted some clarification on this. But when you were an amateur rider, way back in the day, is it true that they put the little kid bikes out on the miles? Like, were you on a sixty five running the fucking indie mile, basically? Yeah, they did it one time. I Jesus. unfortunately don't think I. Yeah, I don't unfortunately don't think I got to run. They ran PWs on the mile, bro. Oh my god! Yeah, they ran P- they ran PWs on the mile, man. It was it was the exhausting. Lap times like ten minutes. One lap race, dude. It's a lot. Yeah, when I know for sure miles. like it's a lot. Yeah, Nicole won. Uh, I know Nicole won quite a bit of the miles on like an old Suzuki eighty or whatever. <laughs> so I was uh, Nicole, man. Has uh, does she ride anymore? I know she did. Uh, she rode the. The Indian, you guys did the pink wheels and shit. That was that was sick. Does she ride much or? Nah, no, no. She's doing good though, thanks. But no, she doesn't ride at all. And just mama and takes care of uh, Lima and Springfield on the on the ticket sale stuff, and uh, you know, just does mom things. <laughs> yeah, mom yeah. Things. What? Uh, I got more questions. We'll let you roll. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the schedule, dude. It's kind of. I mean, everyone, everything I've seen on the internet, people are counting you out already, dude. There's, you know, Mises is the mile guy. I'm like, fuck, is he the mile guy all of a sudden? Cause like when I was coming up, you were always the half mile guy. And I was like, damn, like now he's the mile guy that took a change. Like, so, um, I mean, I know you won a lot of miles the, the last few years, but they're, they're acting like you can't ride a half mile, bro. I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's pretty good on them. So, uh, less miles, but also less TTs. So, um, I know you probably were. Yeah, that's. 
weren't bummed about it. Castle Rock, but, you know, so. No, no. I mean, no offense. Uh, you know, I, I don't, don't need to sugarcoat it, but Castle Rock was definitely one that I was not, um, you know, bashful to be off the schedule at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny how people talk. I mean, you know, some of those, sh- what they consider short tracks, like they consider Sonoya a short track. And I, I would consider it as a small half mile myself, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, so there's for, still a lot of half miles. People that aren't very good with uh, fractions, wouldn't you just call that a three ace mile? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, it's, did you win Sonoya? Mile, whatever. You won Sonoya, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you Me too. Yeah, yeah, that's was... it. <laughs> I won two. I won two races actually there the night before. I don't know if you saw it, but no, I did. So check the uh, cycle news article on it. But yeah, I don't think uh, Jared had flown in yet on his uh, private charter. (laughs) Yeah, I just take your word for it, dude. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah, we got the big check. I take your word for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just funny. It's fine. They can write me off. It's all good. It's all good. Half miles. Half miles are good to me. I, I don't know. I think I won more than anybody else. <laughs> Do you, so the schedule's fine? We're we're good with the schedule? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, back to the schedule. Uh, the schedule's a little bit... Um, I know they work hard on the schedule. I know it's super tough to get them, but to me, it just comes off as a little bland. Um, you know, I think I'm bummed that we're not going back to the Red Mile. I always really like that place a lot. Yeah, Sacramento always had like a... Sacramento always just had like a like a really different awesome vibe um just like pushing the bikes out in front of the big crowd there you know and it was just you know historic like so bummed about those being off the schedule um you know hopefully the new events are are successful but um yeah it's like you look at it and you're like well all right you know Arizona, you kind of had a good feeling wasn't going to come back. I shouldn't say good feeling, but you had a feeling it wasn't going to come back. And and um, I was surprised in a way that Castle Rock wasn't going to pick it. I know Stevie D wasn't going to do it again, being you know part of our team and stuff. But uh, I had a feeling that they were going to do it themselves or figure it out or whatever. But um, that one's not back on. And like I said, for me, I think it's even though I've gotten some good seconds there over the years, it's, it's just always a tough one. It's, you know, all whole shots and just kind of got gifted a little bit. I think with, with JD crashing, I was a pretty much a third place guy last year and he got off. So it gave me the, gave me the second place, but uh, yeah, it's all good. We got a schedule. <clears throat> we got 15 races, six, 16 races, 16 races on there. Um, and I hear that the last one's going to be Charlotte. I heard you mention that a few times, so that's cool. That I think that helps out uh, the schedule a little bit. Bum that it's the last race isn't Springfield, my race. You know, it was kind of the goal that I was trying to get there. But you know, for all intents purposes, I get that uh, they're going to go to Charlotte. Yeah. Do you think there's a? Uh, and you, I've seen this kind of pop up as people when they you know give their two cents on the schedule. Um, do you think there's a future where they ever have a, uh, indoor back on the schedule for a few years there, there, there were some indoors. Do you think AFT ever does an indoor? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, it would have to be one hell of a big indoor. I mean, you couldn't put, and I always say you can't, you couldn't, you can't, you couldn't. And here we are <laughs> doing it right. But yeah. I don't, I can't see running 
you know, I can't see running 16 twins out of like a Vegas short track, man. I think that would, yeah. <laughs> that would be a gong show. You know, I remember we, but, what, we've done Vegas. We've done, uh, the coin indoor that one year was pretty hectic. Yep. Um, Vegas, they only took 12 to the main, which was probably a good move, but even then it was, it was super hectic. And then I know in 2004, I wasn't a pro yet, but you guys ran the cow palace, which was like the, I don't know if it's the only concrete national, but it was concrete. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool. I think that they did that, but I don't think it would work for that was a big, that was, yeah, that was a big, big concrete indoor to be honest with you, but I don't think it would work for twins either. Um, I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I think anymore, I think, uh, you know, the promoters, you know, promoters are, wouldn't say struggling or hurting, but, you know, promoters are really making sure that they can try to Make promote money. races to get a return. On, yeah. Return yeah. on investment. And I mean, you know, AFTE has been gracious to promote a lot of races, um, you know, in places where I, I probably wouldn't put my money up and do it. So thankfully they did it. Amen. And, uh, you know, I just, I just don't think that uh, they would probably do an indoor or anything like that. But like I said, man, who knows? It's, it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I give a lot of shit, uh, you know, about the, the idea that they could have a, like a street TT and Sturgis or whatever. But on the other hand, you know, if whether or not they put dirt down or that, it's still something, it's still something different. And I just kind of wondered, yeah, if, if you ever thought there was a future where AFT did any sort of different uh, type racing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, after hearing the the road course thing or whatever maybe happening or whatever, it's uh, it just makes you wonder, like you know, and like what's next? Are we <clears throat> are we going to start going to quarter mile asphalt, you know, tracks and putting Grand Nationals on and and you know, kind of bringing them back to Mars Series, but where it's going to be in you know a, a Grand National? I mean, seriously, it's like where do where are we ever going to draw the line at if we're not going to draw it? You know and yeah, and not say I'm not saying like, hey, a quarter mile asphalt track would it would it bring a crowd? Would it bring a show? I don't know. Is it flat track? Is it dirt track? Well, to be decided. I Technically, guess, but... a road. It's like a road race, and I think I think that's like the tricky part. I mean, I think Moto America has has rights to like road racing. So at what point is it a is it a road race or supermoto or or whatever? But um, yeah, well, Corey, yeah, you can just you can just run it. You're the the really mini cup director, so just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm with Jared, man. There's a lot of tracks they they do that I I wouldn't even think about, like demographic or yeah. or you know they go to tracks that are like like the coin is terrifying to me just because of location and oh man, there's a lot. That's like, not AFT's race though. That's not AFT's race. Uh, that's that's somebody else's race. And man, I love the track. I really do. And they ran but, out uh, of beer. Before the fucking main events this year, like how do you run out of beer or was it food or something? It was like, well, something they ran out of something. I heard it was though. food. Yeah. Oh my food, god. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. coin, man. There's nothing. <laughs> Southern Illinois. I had is. some food. I had some food vendors run out. I mean, sometimes food vendors like for Lima, I have, <clears throat> you know, I I I go out and I get the food guys or whatever, and sometimes, man, they are completely cool with going all right this is what i'm gonna buy this is what i'm gonna get you know get if i run out of it great problem to have i'm gonna lock up and i'm gonna leave and i've had people lock up and leave and practice yeah, isn't a, even over yet you have a dozen food vendors at lima where to coin i think they had like two two One. or three <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. yeah you're right there yeah no i get i get it i get it yeah it's it's, it's a different deal when the fans are pissed off because they're hungry rather than oh hey well they ran out of 
ice cream and I got to go get a pizza now or whatever. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he learned a lot doing it his first year. And, um, you know, I, I would ex- I would hope and expect that this year coming would be better. So it's yeah. uh, it's good. I'm pumped to be able to go race the coin again. I mean, I didn't ever the last time, you know, before last year, I was like, I'll never be able to ride the coin mile again, man. You know, and here it came back. It, well, it came back, what, in 2018 and it rained out. And I was like, oh, damn it. I'm not gonna oh, yeah. Nin- uh, no, that was like 21, 21 I think. 21, yeah. Yeah, 21. Oh, 21. Out. I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 21 it was. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, damn, I'll never get to run it again, you know? And then and then here we were, and I won it last year. I was like, oh, I'll never get to run that again. And came back on the schedule. <laughs> so I'm pumped that I get to run that one again. That one's cool. I wish I could run Indy Mile one more time. That would be one that, that I could wish I could go back to. And, and That uh, sucked the last time we were there, I thought. I mean, how you really feel? Yeah. Well, it did. It wasn't it nearly as good as Indy. And typically, Indy was like the best, the one of the best tracks. And last time we were there, it was maybe it wasn't that bad, but compared to what Indy normally is, it was, uh, it was like, eh, it could have been better. But nah, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. Um, last question for you, man. We'll let you go. Uh, there's been a lot of news. Obviously, we just had Cody on the KTM pulling the plug. Uh, Essenson cut their riders to cut their efforts in half. It looks like they got rid of uh, Trevor Bruner and JD. There's some other teams that are cutting back. What are your thoughts on that? Is, uh, I mean, I guess in some ways it's, you know, I guess Bruner and Max, they're supposedly moving up to twins, which is, which is good, I guess. Um, but I think it's a problem. Like, I think the biggest problem personally, and I've said it before is, I don't know if it's a problem. It's a good thing for the for the riders, but the singles guys they were making a, a decent chunk of money. Where like these kids are living at home in their parents' basements, they're making salary, they're making bonuses. What's the incentive to move up and like ride a twin and not get paid when they could just stay in the singles class and make a bunch of money? I think that's why our twins class is not doesn't have a lot of entries because the, the kids are making decent money riding a single. And none of the teams in the twins are, you know, they're not offering salary or bonuses or things like that. But now we have these teams pulling out. What are your thoughts on that? And kind of the way, the way the outlook um, is trending into, uh, into next year. I mean, it's, it's kind of been a tough off season. Yeah, it's definitely been tough. I mean, um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people want to point the finger and kind of blame the the sport and blame the series and stuff. And, I'm sure there's definitely some things that can be elevated in, in all areas, but, you know, we're kind of running into a little bit of a, you know, tough economy. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of companies across the board are really, really, you know, watching the, their dollars, their marketing dollars and making sure they get, you know, clear return on investment on their money. And not saying that we don't have that. It's just, it's tough sometimes to justify and, you know, when, when their marketing budgets get cut, you know, they, they, they got to cut everywhere else. So, um, but, you know, I think, uh, I, I think what, what a lot of these riders are seeing is, is the singles class had good contingencies, um, and they were able to get guys who had teams to pay them, you know, salary or travel expense or, you know, double contingency or, or whatever. And, you know, that's starting to, to pull out i think a lot of these guys are looking at it like man the amount of money that a really good single cost these days isn't isn't um isn't cheap i mean back when i did my 450s 
and I had some really, really good ones. Um, you know, I, I had 12, 13, 14 grand in these things and they were, you know, they were like today's Great. bikes. They were top of the line. They were awesome. They were fast. They were, there wasn't one thing that wasn't looked at. I mean, coatings and polishes and dyno work and ECUs. I mean, you name it. I, 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 I had it. And, uh, today it's like you go buy a brand new 450 off the showroom floor because you've got to have a motorcycle that's within two years for most manufacturers to get contingency. So that also makes it expensive where you got to update your stuff every two years. And then you go and you, you put wheels on it, dude, and you get some really good suspension for it. And man, you're at, you're close to 25 grand almost. Yeah. It's you know, crazy. You're, you're, it's crazy. You're almost 20. I mean, guys are putting eight, 9,000 bucks into, into suspension. And I, I personally don't think you need it, but people, people have it, people get it. You know, they see Cody cop running tone valves and, and, and they feel like they got to have it. So they, you know what I mean? So it's just a trickle effect. So I think, I think the singles racing has just gotten outrageous for the cost. I mean, what guys are spending right now on singles is what you can almost build the twin for not, you know, a twin decked out to the nines, but you could build the twin and have something pretty damn competitive. And if, and if, you know, Briar's KTM this year was what he said it was, which is a pretty much a bone stock engine. I don't see how you couldn't build that package that Briar rode this year for 2025 G's. So, you know, and hats off to him for, you know, kicking my ass at two of the events and, and running up front on a lot of others, you know, and, but I think that's starting, you know, I think a lot of the singles guys are starting to see like, man, this costs a lot of money. I got to update my stuff every couple of years. Um, I might as well just do a twin because the cool thing about a twin is if you build yourself a decent twin, you can hang on to that damn thing for a long time. You look at the G and G bikes. I mean, dumb things are what, 10, 15, 12 years old. I mean, I understand that they've updated their stuff along the way, but the initial build of those bikes is, is 10 plus years old, I think. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, I think the light's finally going off for a lot of these singles riders is, man, I can invest in a twin and hang on to this thing and race it. And last place in the main event play pays just shy of what it paid to win in the, in the singles. And, you know, yeah, the contingency money was good, but you got to get there to get it, you know? Yeah, no, that's really good insight. I agree with most of that. I mean, almost, yeah, it's like, dude, it's, and you mentioned the suspension and we just talked to Evan Yarnell from solid performance about suspension. And back in the day, I, I don't know what you paid for suspension wise, but like in Oh five, Oh six, a really good set of suspension was probably like 600 bucks. And now it's like you said, eight grand, like seven, eight grand to get to have really good suspension. It's yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, it's, it's something to think yeah, about. I mean, sure. if I was, if I was to make, I mean, if I was the guy who controlled the rules, I would probably put a rule in place that no, a kit somehow, somehow, somehow or another that gets a little bit clamped on clamped, clamped down. I mean, I think, I think it's just a little ridiculous. I mean, back in the day, like you said, when I did my suspension, I was sending the stuff out to BD and well, BD took good care of me. And so did Jimmy with race tech. But I mean, I think the stuff that I was running at race tech, I would buy this, what they call like an oversized shock shaft, which just allowed for more dampening and more control. Anyway, it was basically, you know, the best stuff you can get at the time. And, uh, I think 1500 bucks, 1600 bucks, 
back to my door and that was, you know, changing out the internals and, you know, going to a bigger shock shaft and spring and everything. So, you know, not like you said now, I mean, dude, I think that, I think that cone valve stuff is seven, eight grand, nine grand. I don't, I don't even know exactly how much retail is. I mean, it's uh it's, it's, it's as much as almost the cost of the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's honestly a lot of good info that a lot of people don't realize. Like they think you can build singles still for, for, you know, singles racing is so much cheaper. It's like, I see that on Facebook and it's like, dude, no, no, it's not. It's, 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 it's pricey. not more cheaper. What it is, it's way more convenient and people will pay for convenience. That's the other thing with the twins thing that I think I find that I find or here is the problem is that, you know, we used to build our road Texas and XRs and you would, you would just build them, man. You would just cut the wheel spacers out on lays. And there was just so many people involved with black track back in the day. Like, you know, in, in the Michigan area, you had like Tom Cummings. He was so good at helping a lot of people. And you had Dave Chopray and, uh, you know, Gordy's still up there, but I don't, he doesn't do as much as he used to do. And, <clears throat> you know, Brian Smith, he was 18, 19 years old running lays and building his own as XRs and he was doing stuff. Right. Now it's so hard to build a twin because no one makes anything really for it. You know, you can't really just call up and, Hey, I want this frame. And by the way, let me, I'll take the frame. I'll take the whole rolling chassis gas tank, everything. I just want to plug my, my Woody Kyle motor or whoever did your engine in. I just want to plug it in and, and fire it up. Right. And dude, it ain't that easy. You got to cut apart wiring harnesses and, and then you get the wiring harness back and they shorten the lead too much. And it's just like, there's this, it's just a nonstop problem. It's just hard. And, uh, the single stuff is all about, okay, you, you just got to go find the money. You just got to go pay for it. Well, I know that sounds harder, but it's really like a lot easier than what you think. Like when the Indian came out, uh, I'm not trying to ramble on here, but like when the Indian first came out in like 17, it was like the price tag on that thing was 50 G's and everybody lost it. Like, Oh my gosh, there's no way that, you know, that's way too expensive. That ain't happening. Johnny Lewis goes out there, gets on the podium the next year, half the field's Indians. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Where did <laughs> well, well, it ain't that expensive, but more is it, guy. <laughs> Davis Fisher, he's struggling on his, on his Kawasaki's, kick them things to the curb. I think he either financed or something. I heard it when he, when he got his first Indian, because you could buy them at the dealership so you could finance them. Shows up at Calistoga, puts his number plates on it, sets the sag. I think he fast qualified it that day. It's like, yeah. wait a minute here. So he just paid for convenience, right? So that's the other thing in the twins class that's, that has been, I feel like, a, a struggle is that the convenience packages, you know, is not there for twins. And it's super tough. They're so, you know, and, and also, I mean, I've tapped on this before. It's this, you want to get something done to make your twin better you're waiting six, eight months and you got to buy six of them. And it, 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 that's, that struggles. And, and then you buy six of them and you're like, shit, I need to make another adjustment. All right. Another six months. I got to buy another six. So yeah. I mean, dude, that's, that's honestly great, great insight. And just one quick question now that, you know, I just want to bring this up because I just asked Cody, well, Eric asked Cody this, but do you think the future of AFT is 450s? No, I don't. And and the reason why I say it, I wish it was, I wish that the fans that come to Lima and Springfield would pay to watch the 450s go around. And even though it is the best racing, you know, I think the race, I think if you were to line up 
the 16, or we have 18 races. If you were to line up the 18 races from the singles and the 18 races uh, on the twins, I think overall the singles had better, better main events, closer, better racing. I mean, I hear it all the time. I see it. I don't disagree with it. But I think, you know, there's there's good races, good games, tight games in all of sports. You can go to a damn high school football game, dude, and watch probably a badass game. But the fans want to pay to watch the premier guys ride the premier bikes and the top dogs, right? And I understand what you're saying. You want to take the singles and make them the top dogs. But I just don't know with our fan base and our demographic or demographic of our foreign fan base. It, I don't think the singles is there. Like when I look out and see the, the, the bikes that are parked out there at Lima and and uh, Springfield, dude, there's still, there's still baggers. There's still Indians and Harleys out there. And even though there's not a Harley out there, and I feel like that's why the, the stands have been a little bit bleak lately is that, you know, we don't have Harley in, and, you know, I think if Harley could come back somehow, um, I think it would help out our fan base. Yeah, well, if you would. quit winning all the damn races, maybe Harley would come back. Ah, you know what, dude? <laughs> I really think they need to. They they still need to do the idea I gave you a couple of years ago with the big twins. That still needs to happen. I'm telling you, that's the only way to save it. Yeah, we had a lot of a lot of people that were like, "Man, Jared actually, he's got some good ideas." After that pod, man, that people <laughs> like people listening. That's a like one of our best pods we've ever done. Jared's uh. Yeah, I still, I still swear, man, it's, it's, you know, that, that concept bike that Indian made back in 2017 or 18, whatever, 17, 18, and you sit on it. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, it definitely takes some work. Don't get me wrong, but that's, you want to line them dots all up and have Harley and Indian come back and, you know, get that back going. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Well, dude, we could chat you for hours. We appreciate you coming on, dude. It's been uh it's been a good one. Yeah, I appreciate the insight and anytime we get you talking about the sport, it's it's honestly better than talking about you like you don't need, like when we're talking about your your shit, it's kind of just like short answers. We get you talking about the growth and the future of the sport and it's these long intricate answers. So we know what you think about during the week. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's like it's like, hey, what do you think about you know Scotty Parker? Like, dude, I, you know, I love Scotty Parker, man, but I ain't gonna kick his ass. I hope you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 easy to talk about uh, thoughts and where I think things could be or whatever, rather than you know what what I'm gonna try to do or what I've you know kind of done. But yeah, what about you, dude? Are you gonna pay this, dude? I heard a rumor that you're gonna have like a thirty or forty thousand dollar purse at the winter throwdown, dude. It's a big rumor. It's a big rumor. Yeah, I, uh, dude, I was, Eric, I was waiting. Come on, didn't you say you you were like I think it's forty, and I was like I heard it was thirty. Yo, I'm I wait- heard I heard fifty. Yeah, fifty. My ass. I'm waiting for the uh, annual annual text. Uh, hey, man, uh, what's the show up money if I come up? What's you know <laughs> per, per day show up money? What's the purse to the exact penny that you're paying? Like I need to know exactly dollars and cents what the purse is uh you know can i come late can i do this it's like all these favors he's always texting me about this it's like i don't even think you came last Uh, year dude no i was working on this house that i uh i was i was uh i moved into and i was just so uh 
so involved with that painting it and cutting this and laying that and just um I was pretty hands. I was too hands on with it. I thought I was going to get done. I th- dude, I thought I was going to be in by like Christmas laughing. Right. Shit. I wasn't in until like February 1st. I way effed that up. But yeah, for me to get ready, like I said, it's, it's a preparation to get there and, 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 uh, and be ready to go. And I just, I didn't have it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have the days. I'll keep on you. So, I, uh, yeah, I'll keep on you, dude. We got we got a month. We got yeah, over my a buddy, month. my buddy, my buddy. Yeah, my buddy Bigelow said, "Hey, just come and ride one of my bikes." And I'm I may take him up on it. I don't know. He's got really good stuff, so I I may just jump on one of his bikes and just give it a go. And it's easier. Probably looking for me to give him give him some feedback on it. Tell him what, just, uh, uh, what I think, which is cool. I want to I want to see him and and do it. Hooligan. Yeah. Am I allowed to? Yeah, it's a, nah. if you go on, no, you are. <laughs> if you look at AMA rules, they don't have any rules about like pros riding in it. Because if we were just talking about this today, don't act like you didn't see that fucking text message I sent you. Have any you watched pros- Jared on an 883? He was like an OG hooligan, and he was fucking good on that thing. So yeah, I don't exactly. think I don't think you want. I don't think they no. I'm to. saying he can ride my bike. It'll be all good. I'll take the money though. Triumph, <laughs> triumph, baby. Dude, man, I can't believe the who. They, I don't know why they call it hooligan. Why don't y'all just call it the eighty, the Sportster class? Because that's all it's turned into. Everybody is on a Sportster. No, those bikes, yeah, those bikes are gay. Eric's on a Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're one on a in, Triumph, baby. seriously? One in, baby. Yeah, Eric won. Damn. The, Eric won the Amateur Nationals last year, so he's number one in on a hooligan bike. It's uh, kind of a big. Oh, uh, rained out. basically (laughs) that's good that's good all right man well we'll let you roll and thanks for uh thanks for coming on appreciate it all right all right guys good talking to you all right see you jared peace you that's good it's good pot i'm happy with that yeah that was good that's good i'm stoked (laughs) stoked a lot of sound bites for you billy get your work in a lot of sound bites man um yeah, that's a good one. Cody Cop, Jared Meese. Oh, I didn't give Jared shit. I didn't ask him about Dairyland. I was going to ask him about Dairyland. Son of a bitch. Uh, no, but yeah. I will say the one, and, and this is all to, to, to funnel back into the Cody. I think fans of the sport will benefit from, and I do mean this, like the non-corporate version of Cody. I know you give him a lot of shit because of personality, but like you're starting to see it where Cody is, he feels more, he feels more comfortable being himself. And I hope that like, that's something that the sport can see, um, you know, more of, we talk about it often about like, just be yourself, be, be who you are. And so to kind of see Cody come out of his shell a little bit, that, that's really exciting for next year. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. I give him so much crap, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really proud of him and everything he's been doing since he kind of lost his ride and, he dude, he's young and to put together a program, it's, it's, it's hard. And he's, he's come a long way with his, um, kind of how the business of racing, um, so to speak, like he's, he's come a long way in these few years and I'm excited for him. And, and Jared, man, I, I I really, I I don't want, I hate giving Jared compliments because every time I compliment him, I try to be nice. Like the next day he'll text me something that pisses me off. So it's like, it's like, fuck, I take back that compliment I gave him on the podcast. But, um, it's like being re- married, you know, it's like being married. <laughs> we have a really weird, I, I, I'm like, I think we're friends, but I don't know. Cause we're like, when we get together, we'll chat for, dude, we'll chat for a long, like hours. We'll sit there and just bullshit. And, um, 
and then he'll say something that just like i'm like fuck jared bro like it just makes me it's, it makes me so mad but genuinely i i love having jared on the podcast i have a, a enormous amount of respect for him and just me and him dude we could just chat racing for like the just like that little bit at the end like we could have kept going for hours just talking about the growth of the sport and what needs to be done and his opinion on classes and rules and it's just um dude he's great like i would love i would if jared had a pod i would listen to jared's pod like all the time like he would he would crush it and uh it's it's cool to get it's cool he takes time to come on and uh and be a part of like the show like it's it's cool i appreciate him coming on amen amen hail mary baby um that's it man that's it that's a wrap that's a good pod appreciate everybody for subscribing the patreon stuff man that's been going good really really well appreciate appreciate that man that's it's something that's just it's a lot of extra work but like the the guests we have and trying to just give you guys some more insight on on the sport like the ins and outs of the sport we've done suspension we've done social media we've done wheels and tires we've done uh fitness nutrition and we're gonna dip into some more topics so we got a new one coming up here in the near future we're gonna talk leathers helmets moto helmets uh, full face when to wear moto gear recommended like what kind of boots like do i like personally like everyone sees me wear a road racing right boot but a motocross left boot and they're always like why does the city have two different boots on there's a reason behind that i'm not the only guy that does it um you know why i don't like moto helmets and flat track on tracks that are big and fast airbag suits so we're going to get into that on the next one we need a special guest for that i don't know who do we bring in Cruise. to talk about leathers? Yeah, Cruz. Uh, I don't know who we bring in on that. We'll have to we'll have to think on that. But yeah, Patreon side of it, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, Winter Throwdown is right around the corner. Um, we will keep plugging that. If you guys have any questions on that event, January 11th through the 13th, Callahan Speedway in Callahan, Florida. Uh, a lot of info on my website, CoreyTexterPromotions.com. I think I did the math today. And including the King of Throwdown, we have like 26 people that signed up for that already. I think we're at 455 entries over the course of the two days. And we're over a month away. We have four different countries coming. It's it's shaping up to be a good one. And I have a really big announcement that I don't think it'll drop before this pod is released, but we're close. And a lot of my budget... My budget's hammered, but it's gonna be worth it. Like I'm stoked. I'm stoked on the announcement. So I feel so cool, Corey, because I know what the secret is. Like I just want you to know that it's cool though, right? It's big. It is. It is. It's something that the sport has needed for a long time. And uh it's 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 dope. Yeah. So if you're a rider and you haven't made your plans yet, um, there's some X factors to this event that's gonna be worth worth your time it's going to be valuable to these riders and uh and the fans as well you're going to appreciate it so we will announce that soon it's been literally hours and hours of work to put into what we're going to announce so hopefully i'll appreciate it um i'm really grateful for everybody that has taken off work taken off school and they are making plans to attend this event it's i put a, a lot of endless amount of work into it and i just want to tell everybody how grateful i am for for you guys to uh to come down so Appreciate that. Um, Eric, appreciate you, brother. Um, sorry, it's, I've had a crazy like last few days 
working with Moto America. We announced our schedule. Finally, I, I had the schedule done a long time ago, but there's, it's not my, like, I have to go through some, some things before we can announce things and sponsors and yeah, it's uh corporate stuff, but we got all that. We have, I had a lot of questions on that. So been a little, it's been hard to like, I've been preoccupied, but uh, we're back, back doing the pod and uh, yeah, this is fun, man. I, I love this shit. It's the pod fires me up. Like it's, it's good to get on and sit here and talk with my homie and, and, uh, and uh, just racing. I love the sport, man. So thank you for, for taking the time to pod it up with me, bro. I appreciate you. No worries. And uh, hopefully uh, it fires you up to race Lima because uh, apparently you're too fucking old. I can't believe he said that. I, 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 was he messing with me or, or is he was actually serious? I don't know. I guess we'll never know because you're never going to race Lima. I think he was messing with me because you're going to, you're going to stay up at night thinking about it. Mm, that's the, the that's last the guy, the last guy, if, if, if I'm close to him at Lima, which I'm, dude, it would be a fucking task. Like I know he's fast <laughs> there. But if I'm close to him and there's five laps to go, I'm one of the last guys that he wants once there with five laps to go. I promise him that. So just the first 15 laps will be, will be the challenge. But if I'm there, let's fucking go. It's on, especially now that he said that, like, God, I'll put it I'll, uh, That would be, I don't know. That would be sick, but yeah, I probably won't do it. So the <laughs> comeback tour for the bear is on. Just got to yeah. keep poking the bear. I probably won't. I probably won't do it, but mm-hmm. he, he, he had me. He has me like sort of fired up on that. You should have <laughs> seen my face when he said that. I was like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? So I was thinking more like Texas, like he said, or Sonoya. Um, but fuck, man, we'll see. That's a wrap. A lot of shit talking on this one. A lot of fun. And uh, until next time, we out. We out.